thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio. You're, you're, you're listening to Yusuf L. On the baddest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio. Hey, yeah, we're the same brothers from a long time ago. We were talking about television and doing it on the radio. What we did was to help our generation realize they got to get out there and get busy because it wasn't going to be televised. We got respect for young rappers and the way they're freewaying. But if you're going to be teaching folks things, be sure you know what you're saying. Older folks in our neighborhood got plenty of know-how. Remember, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be out there now. And I ain't coming at you with no disrespect. All I'm saying is that you damn well got to be correct. Because if you're going to be speaking for a whole generation, and you know enough to try and handle their education, be sure you know the real deal about past situations, and ain't just repeating what you heard on the local TV station. Sometimes they tell lies and put them in a toothless disguise. But the truth is, that's why we said it wouldn't be televised. They don't know what to say to our young folks, but they know that you do. And if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? The first sign is peace. Tell all them gun-toting young brothers that the man is glad to see us out there killing one another. We raised too much hell when they were shooting us down, so they started poisoning our minds and trying to jerk us all around. And then they tell us they got to come in and control our situation. They want half of us on dope and the other half in incarceration. If the ones they want dead ain't killed by what they instigated, they can put some dope on the brother's body and claim it was drug-related. Tell them drug-related means there don't need to be no investigation, or at least that's the way they're going to play it on the local TV station. All your 9 millimeter brothers, give them something to think about. Tell them you heard that this is the new word. They got to work that stuff out. But somehow they feel in the wrong way with a gun in their hands. They feel a real independence, but they just pull in contracts with a man. Ivan Five will tell you it's hopeless out there on the avenue, but if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? And if they look at you like you're insane and they start calling you scarecrow and say you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you've suddenly gone lame or that white folks have finally co-opted your game, or worse yet, implying that you don't really know, that's the same thing they said about us a long time ago. Young rappers, one more suggestion before I get out of your way. But I appreciate the respect you give me and what you got to say. I'm saying protect your community and spread that respect around. Tell brothers and sisters they got to calm that bullshit down. Because we're terrorizing our old folks and we brought fear into our homes. And they ain't got to hang out with the senior citizens. Just tell them, damn it, leave the old folks alone. And we know who ripping off the neighborhood. Tell them that BS has got to stop. Tell them you're sorry they can't handle it out there, but they got to take the crime off the block. And if they look at you like they think you're insane or start calling you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you've suddenly gone lame or that white folks have suddenly co-opted your game or worse yet saying that you really don't know, that's the same thing they said about me a long time ago. And if they tell folks that you finally lost your nerve, that's the same thing they said about us when we said Johannesburg. But I think you young folks need to know that things don't go both ways. You can't talk respect on every other song or just every other day. What I'm speaking on now is the raps about the women folks. 
On one song, she's your African queen, and on the next one, she's a joke to do. And you ain't said no words that I haven't heard, but that ain't no compliment. It only insults gay people out of ten and questions your intelligence. Four-letter words or four-syllable words won't make you a poet. It will only magnify how shallow you are and let everybody know it. And if they look at you like they think you're insane or they call you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you're suddenly gone lame or that the white folks have finally co-opted your game or you really don't know, they said that about me a long time ago. If they finally start telling people that you lost your nerve, that's what they said about Johannesburg. You ain't insane. You have got a brain. You haven't gone lame. You have got your game. Remember, keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. We're talking about peace. Got a real good show lined up for you today. You know, I had a, um, you know, I've been in my chat room and on the internet, fielding questions, trying to you know do customer service and all kind of stuff. And you know, and I always get hit with questions that um, just make me wonder: Do people really understand what you know the message that I'm trying to convey? One thing that always seems to pop up a lot is that somebody will always seem to make a statement like, I have not signed any contract with these people. You know, I haven't signed nothing. You know, I'm not subject to these people. I have not signed any contracts with these people. And I always tell them, I said, look, I tell them, I say, look, you know, you it, 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 you don't have to necessarily sign anything. You know, you can contract with someone through your conduct. A easy example is when you go into a restaurant. When you go into a restaurant and you sit down and order a meal, okay, once that meal is given to you and you eat it, you have... Have, have signed an implied contract that you're going to pay for it. Now, if you order the meal and they bring it to you and then you send it back and you decide to get up and leave, you're not required to pay for anything. But once your conduct states that you have eaten the meal, you've contracted into something. That's very similar to how the federal government works, you know, in the acceptance of benefits and privileges. You have con. There are many ways of contract. It's called implied contracts and express contracts. So, I want that message to get through today. You know, the title of this show today is going to be Invisible Contracts. I want to talk about, you know, um, the Armand Condo letter a little bit. I did a video on YouTube about it, but the funny thing about it is that video. It's like it seems like the videos that I really want people to watch, they don't watch, and then I. I'll get surprised. I'll just make a video off the off the off the rip and just put something out there, and everybody will, will look at it. But 
the ones that I say, hey, look, this is the one you really need to watch. It won't get as many views. And I, the message I want to get today is I want people to understand is, look, if you're going to be good at this, there are certain, certain things you just got to know. Um, one of them is, you know, you got to know, you definitely got to know the, uh, how you can contract. Because I've been contending with this for a long time. I've been part of groups and everything. Say, Show me the contract I signed. Produce the contract I signed in court, you know, give me jurisdiction, which they supposed to, they are supposed to produce. It is a contract thing and they should produce some sort of contract because an implied contract is a weak contract. It is weak, but there is an expectation coming from you. Like I got, like, I'm going to read something to you in my chat room. Where did this guy say this in my, uh, in my Facebook group? Okay. Right here. I got a guy. His name is Brian Cook. He's in my Facebook group. He posted something. Why would you lose if you question jurisdiction or due process? Wouldn't this be calling out their fraud and would end all contracts that you have with a police officer? Norton versus Shelby County. An unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights, it imposes no duty, affords no protection. It is an operative as though it had never been passed. All codes, rules, and regulations are for government authorities only, not human creators in accordance with God's law. All codes, rules, and regulations are unconstitutional and lacking due process. 5 U.S.C. Section 55D. If they deny you due process of law, all jurisdiction ceases automatically. You know, of course, they got a lot of times up. And, you know, people, you know, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, they're fraud. You know, everybody jumps on the fraud bandwagon. And I'm like, you know, and then they'll say, well, you know, then I then I posted, I said, okay, I said, well, the 14th Amendment, Section 4, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services and suppression, insurrection, or rebellion, shall not be questioned. Now, this is in the 14th Amendment. Your straw man is a 14th Amendment citizen. All right? It's a legal fiction entity. Okay? Then he said, but didn't you show that the 14th Amendment was never passed into law lawfully? So the best way to fight a ticket is to pay the ticket. No affidavits will work. Just pay the fee, as there is no worry about doing the Judge Dale says and show up with your birth certificate. And then somebody says, it will come down to personal integrity of the judge, crapshoot of the best. Okay, now, I'm like, let me let me see if I can get my message out straight again. You got, you got two things you can look at. You can look at yourself as an enemy of the United States, or you can look at yourself as a friend of the United States trying to help them through their bankruptcy. The secure party process is the American citizens taking upon their responsibility to assist their government because it is their government through their bankruptcy by setting off debt. The reason that the national debt is increasing every day is because everybody's using Federal Reserve notes or debt currency and then using Federal Reserve notes to pay the interest on the loans that's already been made. So the key, obviously, to get out of debt is to stop using Federal Reserve notes. I think everybody can come to that conclusion or to offset those federal reserve notes using by giving our government bonds and uh, which they used to sell to us a long time ago. We used to buy things from them, bonds from them and so forth. But now we're giving them bonds so they can trade and, you know, assist the government through, you know, their bankruptcy. This is 
you know, the premise behind a secure party process and discharging debt, public debt, and things of that nature. Now, if you want to holler fraud, okay, fraud, uh, you have to prove intent, and which is very difficult to do, especially in light of the fact that the United States government puts everything on the public record. Almost everything I want to find is released to the government. I go either into the law library, the congressional record, Library of Congress, whatever. Usually you're going to find somewhere published. It may be buried somewhere. It may be in some spot that may be difficult to find, but nevertheless, it will be there in the public for you somewhere for you to find it. So the thing about the contracts, and, and and people talking about amendments not being ratified and all of that. Well, none of that matters. I None of that matters whatsoever. I'm going to read something from you from the Armand Condo letter because I felt like it was something that was very, um, it just opened my eyes a lot and made me think. Uh, and I do think it is one of those books that, it's required reading if you're going to do any of this. It's required, it's required reading. And I'm going to read the letter for you, okay? And this is like, I, I love how he wrote it because this is kind of like stuff I deal with when you're trying to talk to someone, okay? He's dealing with a tax protester. They're saying, you know, laws, you know, the tax laws are fraudulent. Um, we don't have to pay no taxes and all of this kind of stuff. Just a tax protester. You know, he's the head of a big organization. He has thousands of members, and they all going at the federal government, you know, saying the federal government is corrupt. So George Mercier, who to me is, I don't know who he was, but he seemed to be a very, very intelligent guy. He seems to have done also what I did in reading Blackstone commentaries. And when you read Blackstone commentaries, it's going to make a reference to the king of England. And what you have to understand, the United States borrowed all the laws from England, but they don't use the word king over here. Okay, they use sovereignty or the sovereignty of the United States, which is a qualified sovereignty. And it's kind of like the, the true sovereigns in America are the people. Okay, but the United States exercises sovereign authority within their jurisdiction. It's within that, which is defined in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. Okay, so understand those things all right when you hear the word he's going to be using the word king a lot but he's using it in the sense that he's talking about the united states because he's referencing blackstone commentaries so if you've never read blackstone commentaries which by the way are the laws that established this country the only two books when they came to this country that they had was the bible and blackstone commentaries okay so that's why those references are being made in there now, let me put this uh, letter in the chat room also. So y'all can uh, y'all can see it. And I, I want you to pay attention to, you know, what this man is trying to say to you. You know, it's like, you know, you got to get these concepts in your mind and understand, you know, that there are, there are, you know, uh, contracts and, and implied contracts. And let me read this. He wrote this. This was in 1984, too, by the way. I just want people to pay attention how long people have been doing this. And it says, Dear Mr. Kondo, I just received your periodical YHPA for March 1984, 
which I had requested from your organization for the purpose of contemplating subscribing to it. Now, he was going to subscribe to, you know, this is his, uh, t- anti, anti-government tax protester group. And they put out a periodical and he was going to subscribe to it. He said, in analyzing the contents of your magazine, I found that the United States is apparently trying to, one, get a restraining order to shut you, uh, down your operation, and two, trying to get some incarceration out of you as well. You know, he's, uh, I think they put a cease and desist and an injunction on him and possibly possible criminal charges as well. That goes on and says, in trying to get a feel of your sentiments toward the United States for doing these things to you, I detected underlying feelings of anxiety and some resentment on your part. Therefore, what I have to say will only be of value to you to the extent that you are in a teachable attitude. And I understand that, you know, it's like people think that they have all the answers are very difficult to talk to. They've already established their view on the matter, and they're not going to open their mind to any opposing view or alternative view. It says, I know that I'm taking a shot in the dark by telling you the things which follow. But I think it is important for someone to inform you why you're on the left side of the issues and why and how the United States is on the right side of the issues. And that the federal judge is merely enforcing private agreements that you continue to maintain in effect with the U.S. Secretary of Treasury. Now, this, and now he's talking about with the Secretary of Treasury. I these some private agreements. And notice he used the word private agreements okay because they are operating outside the constitution privately when they created this corporation and created this 14th amendment to get the private citizens of the country they had to form a contract with you or and that debate was offering you benefits and privileges and the enfor- the force of it came from the fact that we took all your gold and silver away now you don't have any way of you know engaging each other privately i we have to do use this uh, private script that it belongs to some private central bank, okay? And now they have a right to dictate to you how their money can be used. But it goes on, it says, by the time you receive this letter in August, the judge may have already have taken some action on the government's petition for restraining order against you. I do not know the present status of that action, but the information you need to know will be important to you either way the judge rules. If the restraining order has been granted, I can show you how to get it reversed next January. Before I identify the private agreement you continue to maintain with the Secretary of Treasury, which agreement places you in a written equity relationship with the United States, there's a fundamental principle underlying American jurisprudence you must be aware of as a background material to understand what follows. This principle is a hybrid corollary and consistent extension of the evidentiary doctrine that specificity in evidence will always overrule generalities in evidence, even when they are in direct conflict with each other. For example, the statement by one, uh, one witness to a crime that, I saw a woman ran around the corner. It wasn't a man, and therefore the defendant who is a man isn't the criminal. That statement will be overruled by this statement from another witness. The person I saw run around the corner had long hair, a beard, and something like a tattoo on his neck. Hence, conflicts and testimony are always resolved by giving the greater weight to the most specific statement. This is also the way equity grievances and contract disputes are settled. Specific detailed clause governing the dispute circumstance is construed to be the statement meant to govern the disputed circumstances. Even though broader, more general statements 
can be found in the contract and may favor the other party. And I actually saw a judge say that actions speak louder than words. You know, they're going to go, you know, we listen to what you're, uh, you're saying, but what you're doing carries more weight. Where does the weight do? Okay, more, more specifics carry weight over generalities. Hence, conflicts and testimony. Uh, wait a minute, let me go on. It says the principles that apply to your relationship with the king, the king being the United States. Now, he clarifies it for you. Now, I'm directing you to get a Black, William Blackstone commentary. And you're going to see references to the king in there. Well, the United States borrowed, borrowed that, and they simply interjected themselves in, in place of the king when they talked about public. Because you're going to see in Blackstone, it talks about the king in relation to the public. And then in private, it's something else. Well, same thing over here in the public. The king would be the government, and private, you're the master. And which our system, of course, over here is different because the sovereignty rests on with the people, not with the uh, not with the actors in government. All right. So it goes on. All right. We talk about the king. All right. That being the king. It says the Constitution being essentially a renamed enactment of English common law as it was at that time, with only additional restraints being placed on the king, is the principle that private agreements will always overrule the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Now, contract trumps the Constitution. Contract is superior to the Constitution. I keep telling people that. Thus, specific agreements governing individual circumstances will always overrule broad general clauses found in the Constitution. Or expressed in other words, it is irrational to allow someone to enter into a private agreement with someone and then allow him to take a clause out of the Constitution, off point and out of context, and allow him to take that clause and use it to weasel, twist and uh, twist and squirm his way out of an agreement all while retaining the financial gain their agreement gave them in the first place. This is irrational, and judges won't allow it. For example, let's say that I hired you to come work for me as a computer design engineer for my computer uh, company. When uh, When you started work for me, you signed an agreement agreeing that all company information that you were exposed to while employed here and all knowledge you acquired regarding impending new products and technologies being worked on here you had agreed not to disclose, release, or disseminate any such confidential information to any other person for a five-year period after you left my employee for any reason. So let's say that you have now left the company and you start publishing and disseminating information you learned while here at uh, to my competitors. Your excuse for violating the agreement you signed earlier with me is that, well, the First Amendment says I got freedom of speech and press. So now I take you in front of a judge and and, uh, ask for a restraining order. Question, does the First Amendment apply? The answer is no, it doesn't. Restraining order granted. Reason, private agreements overrule the Bill of Rights. In other words, one uh, one does not get to use the Bill of Rights to weasel out of private agreements while retaining the gain that the agreement gave him in the first place. In the back of the judge's mind is the following logic. Well, Mr. Kondo, you entered into an agreement with Mr. Mercier to be an engineer for him and under which you experienced financial gain or profit. Now that you don't feel like now that you don't feel like honoring the agreement any longer, you want to take a clause out of the uh, out of the Bill of Rights to work your way up uh, to work your way out of your agreement with Mr. Mercier, all while keeping the money he gave you under the agreement by working for him. 
This is a rational restraining order will have to be granted. And uh, that's some of the questions I get. You know, I get people, you know, they want to get out of mortgages and stuff. And, you know, a lot of cons- uh, consultations I got are people who are really basically dishonorable because, you know, you got into a mortgage. Now you don't want to pay it no more. And you're trying to find a way to get out of the agreement. And by learning the fact that, hey, I got a right to discharge debt. But, you know, one of the four principles that I always talk about is staying in honor at all costs. Uh, you have to honor that agreement because you you entered into it. Whether you knowingly did it or not, you entered into it. But people say, well, I was defrauded in some kind of way. Well, that is one way of looking at it. It could be fraud. And you could just do a discovery request and then procedurally discover that fraud. Okay, you don't have to, you know, claim fraud. All you have to do is just, you know, basically point out their uh, their process, which should lead to fraud if there is fraud. But right here, I'm not going to read all of this letter and everything. The thing about, you know, the message I wanted to get out today is that you can enter into a contractual agreement and never, you know, sign anything. I, you know, I get that so much. You know, well, I didn't sign nothing. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not beholden to these people. User, because I didn't sign anything. You know, I didn't sign nothing, and I'm and I'm constantly telling, well, look, you ain't got to sign nothing. You don't have to sign anything. You know, you got a bank account, and that's what he's going to get into, and he's going to start talking about is that you got a bank account, you got a social security number, you got a job that you work at. You know, these are minimum contacts that allow the government to seize in personam jurisdiction to force you to come into the court to adjudicate an in rem proceeding because it is actually against the thing that thing being your fictitious straw man and your estate that's what's actually being attacked even in a criminal case so i just wanted to get that message out to you today real short now i'm open up the phone lines early today and get into some discussion i'm going to take a short break real quick and when i get back i'm going to open up the phone lines and then y'all can call in and ask me some questions or whatever. And then periodically, I'm going to dip back over into this uh, into this subject. All right. Peace to the gods. Y'all hold on tight. I'll be right back after this. Thanks. The information station that's waking up the nation. High Frequency Radio Network. Sync up. Pick up on this.
get on out there and dance. Dance, dance, dance I say. So if heaven's here and we're in effect, what you do push it back? Cooling my days and at night, working up a sweat. Come on, girl, let's go to the guys that we know. I do be so number one in a hot body show. I'm open up the phone lines, generate some conversation across the nation. I know y'all want to talk to me this morning. Let me get into, uh, pull up my thing real quick. All right, we're going to start around the country. Let's see where we're going to go first. Uh, let's step out. Let's step out to Hawaii first. Let's go out to Hawaii. Thought that was Hawaii. Why Hawaii? You on the line? Peace, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, brother. How you doing? Good man. You in Hawaii? Are you in Hawaii? Nah, I was just I was just uh born there, and um I just never changed my number, so I, I just oh, stuck yeah, with. Okay. I'm actually in uh Hilton, Hilton Head, South Carolina. 
Oh, in South Carolina. You been back? Have you been back? Yeah, uh, my granddaddy passed away, and then we went over there to uh, celebrate his passing and had, like, a ceremony, but that was, like, three years ago, so. What island that's, that's What island were you born on? What island? Oahu. Oahu? Okay, all right, all right, yeah. yeah. I love Hawaii. I love Hawaii. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. What's yeah. your question? And so, I mean, shoot, man, it's, like, it's so much. Because, uh, like, I'm just, you know, finishing that whole pack to uh, send out because I, I got, uh, like, this UCC, but I, I was doing it off of the Redemption 4.5 manual. And then, um, like, I did the whole collateral section, but I got with a guy in uh, SBC University, and, like, I seen your videos, and it's, like, uh, different UCC filings uh, for, like, the collateral section, so... I'm just not sure if okay. That's correct. All right, let me let me explain the collateral section to you. There's not one way to do the collateral section. Um, it really is different for each individual because let's say you were in the military, your collateral section is going to look different from someone else's. Let's say you have children. Uh, you know, your uh, if you have children opposed to someone who doesn't have children, the collateral section is going to look different. Um, you know, it's just different. There's going to be some differences in the collateral section. Um, uh, you know, basically, you want to think of everything, every contract that you have entered into. Like if you're married, right, as a mayor, your marriage certificate, obviously, is going to go on there. Your, you know, your military uh, uh, contracts that you entered into are going to go on there. Just anything that you have created with your estate. And then you're going to give an accurate description of it. Usually these documents come with their own identifying, uh, excuse me, serial numbers or something to that effect. Um, what else is on there, and which a lot of people don't think. A lot of people don't think about the secure party process in these terms. Why are you doing a secure party process? These people say, well, I'm changing my status. It's a status correction. I never really liked that word status correction. You know, I remember I've been doing this a long time. We wouldn't really call it no real status correction, you know, way back in the day, they started calling it status correction uh, some years ago. But the thing is, it's private banking is what it is. And you are encumbering all of your property. So it'll have some sort of value. Uh, You're establishing the value for the issuance of you're putting a claim on your property that has value, and now you're taking that value and placing it with the Secretary of Treasury um, as, as a holder of, in the form of a bond, and then you're going to issue instruments. So on that UCC-1, you will also see a negotiable instruments, promissory notes, and international bills of exchange and things like that. Okay, well, why are you doing that? Well, when you go into a bank and you open up a bank account, don't they give you some checks, right, for your account? All right. And they say, well, what, yeah. what number do you want your checks to start with? Oh, I want my number of checks to start with 5,000. Okay. Because, you know, I don't want it to look like it's a new account. So I had 5,000. So they give you a box of how do you want your checks to look and things like that. Well, you're doing the same thing, only you're putting a claim. All right. You're putting a claim on all those instruments. And the reason you're putting a claim on those instruments is because of UCC 3 306 claims to an instrument okay you have to give some sort of public notice okay you got to understand what a ucc1 is it's just a public notice it's a public notice there are public notices and then there are private notices all right this is why you also send letters to the different 
um, agencies and so forth because you have to inform them privately of what you're doing. And then the public notice also. All right, so it's a, it just follow the principle. So I got this. I'm going to do a search first, a UCC 11. All right, that's, gonna, that's like a title search. Okay, I'm looking to title my property. Is it encumbered? Do any, are there any claims out there that I may not know of that someone has placed in the commercial registry? All right, that's same just like what a bank does before they give you a loan on a house. They're going to do a title search first. All right, they, they can't claim the first position unless there's evidence that they can have the first position. All right, if there's someone, if there's already evidence of a lien against that house, okay, then they're not going to give you the loan because they're going to have a junior position. The senior position always takes precedence over everyone. So that is why you have to have something that evidences that you did a search and now I have something certified that there are no claims lodged against my name or my state within the commercial registry. All right, so the next step is that you're going to file your UCC-1. That's putting notice to everyone that you have a priority perfected interest. That's called perfection, okay? Perfected interest, right, which means you followed certain steps to determine that you had the first priority against your property. All right, you're the you have the you're the uh, the uh, the paramount security interest holder in property. You are first in line, first in time. All right, everyone else interest in your property is going to be junior to your own. You've established a bond at $100 million. The reason why that claim is so high, you want to make it so high where everybody else can't trump it. Okay, you can pay me my $100 million first, and then you can do what you need to do. Well, that's the same thing with a bank. If you go get a first mortgage with a Bank of America and a second mortgage with uh, Wells Fargo, okay, and let's say the first mortgage is $100,000, and the second mortgage is $50,000, and then there's a foreclosure. Okay, well, that when they sell that house, if that house sells for $210,000, well, Bank of America going to get their money first. They're going to get their 200000 and then Wells Fargo going to get 10000 All right, but Wells Fargo may be owed yeah. 50000 Well, that's too bad. All that was left was $10,000. Well, likewise, that's mm-hmm. what's happening with you. You have $100 million, $100 million, $100 million lien against your property, they pay you first, and they can get whatever's left, all right? But that's a very high number, and nobody's going to do that, okay? So that's why you're doing that. There's a copyright notice in there because all of these statutes are copyrighted. You can go to uh, and Google this and find out that the United States Code annotated are copyrighted, and you can go to Westlaw, and you will see that they have a section on their website where they will give you a copyright release. All right, so you need to do the copyright release. Okay, so all this is being done right, for you establishing in that first step, and you're establishing, you're giving notice to them of what your intentions are, of, of your status as a creditor, because we're talking about the UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. So we are only getting into a discussion about creditor and debtor relationships. Right, this don't have nothing to do with no nationality or nothing like that. It's establishing. No. That any and any type of commercial activity, okay, if it's commercially related, you are the creditor because in any type of setting or in any type of court case that's creditor and debtor, okay, the creditor always wins. All the laws are drafted in the creditor's favor, okay, because if you sign some sort of contract 
and you owe somebody something, well, the government is going to go in and they're going to enforce that contract. You owe this creditor his money. Okay, so that's why you're doing all of that. And then you're doing a section on estate planning right, where you are putting your property in trust. Okay, you got, you know, you got your social security number and things of that nature. All right, so when you look at the process, you begin to understand it. It's not that um, you have to do it that way. That's not the only way that you have to do it. There is a, that's the way that I like to do it and I teach, but there's, that's not written in stone. There are other ways you can do it. But the principle that underlines all of it is you have to give notice in the public and you should give notice in the private through written correspondence. Okay. And in your notices, you are demonstrating, if we're talking about the UCC, that you have established yourself as the holder in due course. Now, to be a holder in due course of your instruments, because you plan on issuing instruments for the discharge of debt, okay? Right. You have to establish that you are the holder in due course under UCC 3-302. UCC 3-302 has requirements. And the requirement is that if you issue an instrument, you have to give notice beforehand, not after the fact, that when you issue that instrument, I, there's some notice on there that lets you know that you have an interest in that instrument and you are the holder in due course of that instrument. If, if another holder comes to that instrument and there is no notice, okay, then he becomes the holder in due course. He does not have to give it back to you or anything like that. I, it's just like finding a $20 bill on the ground. I, people are always talking, well, I signed the instrument. It don't matter your signature on it. Okay, look what, what you find on the ground. A twenty dollar bill has two signatures on it, okay. But yeah, that's when the maximum of law comes in, huh? Yeah, you found it; it's yours. Now, if I dropped it, let's say you, uh, let's say you were walking b- behind me and I dropped a twenty dollar bill, and you said, and then I turned around and see you pick it up, and I say, hey, man, that's my twenty dollar bill. And you're like, nah, man, it ain't your twenty dollar bill. I found it. He said, well, I know I dropped it on the ground. Well, prove it's your twenty dollar bill, and I call the police over. And he said, and we, he said, What's, what seems to be the issue? Well, so I dropped my $20 bill on the ground, and this gentleman picked it up, and he won't give it back to me. And he said, well, no, nah, he's lying. It's my $20 bill. So how am I going to prove that it's my $20 bill? Well, what will be for some pretty convincing evidence if I say, well, officer, here, I have a picture of the $20 bill. And as you can see from my photocopy of it, I have all the same serial numbers that's on this photograph, this photocopy that I have in my pocket. If you take that $20 bill out of his hand, you will see that it has the exact same serial numbers on it. Now, wouldn't that be compelling evidence that at some point somewhere that that $20 bill was mine? Would you agree? All right. I would definitely agree. You would agree with that. All right. So, well, that's what you're doing. If uh, when, once you issued, once you start issuing those instruments, okay, the reason a lot of people don't get them back and they get letters like, we don't take this instrument. And they say, well, okay, we'll send it back, but they don't ever even send it back to you. They hold on to it. It's because of this rule in the holder in due course rule. Okay, they don't have to give it back because you didn't give notice of a perfected interest for, uh, that you were the holder in due course. The only person entitled to get the instrument back is the holder in due course of the instrument. But to establish that you're the holder in due course, you have to give notice of that fact, okay? And you do that in the public by placing it on a UCC-1. You'll see your range. Like, if I'm going to issue 
I might have my, you know, my international bills of exchange number from 1,000 to 2,000. Well, I'm going to put a claim on all instruments, international bill of exchange, JJ-1000 through 2,000. That's why it's in my collateral description, because then I'm putting a pre-notice in there that I have a claim on that series of instruments. All right. So now when I issue the instrument, it should always be attached to a UCC-3, which, and then I'm going to amend my UCC-1 by doing a collateral add and add and attach that to my bill of exchange when I send it out. The reason for that is that UCC-3 constitutes notice to any party who uh, becomes the holder of that instrument. That UCC-3 is with it, letting them know that, hey, there is a initial filing because your initial filing number is on that UCC-3. Uh, and it's letting them know that they can go to the commercial chamber and see that you have uh, put a public notice that I have a claim of interest on that instrument. All right. That right there establishes you as the holder in due course. You do the same thing with your birth certificate. Okay. I'm making a copy of my birth certificate. Here's a bond. Here's the serial numbers on it. Okay. Now I'm, ver- here, I'm verifying to you, federal government, that I am in the hold. I'm in possession of this birth certificate. I'm the holder in due course of it. This birth certificate establishes me uh, having a beneficial interest and a right to a uh, distribution from the trust. You got all the property in trust. You took all the property. You took the gold and silver out of circulation, leaving the American people without the ability to pay for anything. So since I can't pay for nothing, I cannot have title to anything. I can only be granted a use of the property. Okay. All titles are being held in trust with the secretary of treasury uh, as, and he's in a position of receivership because that means that they're allowed to continue doing business to pay their debts. But all the collateral has been encumbered as a promise to the creditors of the United States that, Hey, if you know, we don't pay you here, all the land, they encumbered the national parks and everything, which is why we register everything, our labor and everything. I, well, I'm not going to voluntarily be the United States slave. It's like, look, slavery, involuntary servitude was outlawed in the 13th Amendment. Voluntary servitude was not, okay? But involuntary servitude was. So I'm letting the federal government know that I'm no longer agreeing to be involved in involuntary servitude or form of peonage, okay? I'm not your peon. Or anything like this. In actuality, y'all work for me. I'm the master. I'm the sovereign. Y'all government servants. Okay. I'm more than enough to handle my own commercial affairs. And I'm going to assist you with this. Here's a bond for a hundred million dollars. I want you to put this on deposit and with the secretary of treasury, he becomes the holder of that. This bond has a 30 year maturity date. Okay. At uh, now during the commencement of this bond. Okay. I know y'all going to put it on a platform and trade it and do things and make some money off of it. Well, the windfall that y'all receive from the interest on that, y'all can keep. Put it in your pocket. All right, but the original principal amount of the $100 million is reserved for me to use to offset against public liabilities. Now, I also want you to know, Mr. Secretary of Treasury, okay, that I will be sending you letters of credit or authorization forms for the offset of, uh, of uh, public liability. Now, Mr. Mr. Secretary, if you don't feel like I'm, what I'm doing is right or unlawful, I'm going to give you 30 days to respond to me, okay? But here are my plans, okay? I'm not defrauding you. I'm doing everything in good faith and with clean hands by sending you a notice, okay? I'm sending you this notice. I've encumbered my property. I'm the trustee of it, all right? 
okay, my birth certificate represents my beneficial interest, okay, in a distribution from the trust because y'all took all the gold and silver. Okay, so here's my evidence that I was born on the land as a state citizen in this particular state. Okay, as such, uh, y'all took this money from us. All right, well, he who has the gold pays the bills. Y'all have all the gold. Okay, so I know y'all issuing these uh, this debt paper for us to operate in com- commerce with each other. However, the, uh, all this stuff is prepaid. It has to be because you took all the gold and left me without any kind of way of paying for my bills. So all the onus is on you to do all of this, not us. Now, of course, they're going to keep that secret because they don't want everybody in the United yeah. States discharging debt because who would go to work? Who's going to, you know, no, go to nobody? Go to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so they got to keep yeah. it secret. All right. So as far as the UCC one, you can do it however you want to do it. You know, as long as it is cogent and everybody understands what you're doing. You know, I experiment okay. with things all the time. I don't, you know, I don't just stick to one way of doing something. I'll, if I find a better way of doing it or a condensed fashion, I'm always looking to condense my process and make it as small as possible. That means if I only use one piece of paper on each of my documents and things of that nature. But the thing is, is that it's not written in stone. Yeah, that's just okay. one way of doing it. There are other ways of doing it. You let's take for instance, let's say you're more a more and you're you're Moorish national. Okay, and you want to use nationality. You okay, I'm a more, I'm a national. Okay, well, you need to first of all give notice to the appropriate government agencies and government officials of your election to change your nationality or to inform them of what your nationality is. And you can do that in many forms. You can send a packet off to the government and so forth and letting them know the state department or something and say, Hey, look, this is my nationality. I have a right to change my nationality. I have a right to declare my nationality. I need you to change all the records there. And it needs to reflect this. This is my, the nationality that I've chosen. Okay. I'm not a U.S. citizen because at the end of the day, what everybody's trying to get away from is being a U.S. citizen because uh, you being a, now U.S. citizen is actually a fiction. It's a fig. It's called a fiction right. of law. All right, because it's a that's why they use the word straw man. They use the word straw man because the federal government is in Washington, D.C. Most of y'all have never even been to Washington, D.C. in your life, and you wouldn't know, but how is it that I'm, you know, a U.S. citizen and not in Washington, D.C.? Well, you know, of course, they fooled all the American public into thinking that you, United States of America and U.S. are the same thing, and they ignore principles yep. of law. And the principle of law is that law is very specific. So there's a reason the courthouse is courthouse district court of the United States and not district court of the United States of America. I, it's a difference in a proper noun and a common noun. Okay. That's a proper noun. It's the name of a business of an entity. Okay. United States of America used in whenever lowercase U is telling you that all the several States are united together to form a central government called a federal government. But United States is the proper noun. It's the name of something. Okay, so we're dealing with a corporation. We see from Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, that your plenary power, what they like to call sovereign, they say the United States is sovereign. Okay, well, they are sovereign, but they're only sovereign within that 10-mile square and their insular possessions, okay, anything that they create. That's what they're sovereign over. It appears that the government has got so much power now because they've gotten so big, okay? You got 800, Trump just laid off 800,000 employees, with the government shutdown, okay, you see how big they are, 
800,000 employees, all these different agencies and things like that, that are regulating almost every aspect of our life. So it appears that your government has much more authority than was originally delegated to them through the Constitution. And how that occurred is they had to go inside of Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 to achieve that, which gave them plenary power. So within their sphere or their jurisdiction, if they want to jump outside the Constitution, they can do that if they want to and contract with somebody. They're not doing anything wrong as long as they keep everything within the United States, within the United States. So we know what the United States is as a fiction. So we see they got us using these Federal Reserve notes. Okay, well, that's just debt currency. When you go to debtclock.org, you see right there that the national debt is just going up trillions of dollars every year. Okay, well, we need to bring that back down. And to bring that back down, government, I'm a private citizen. I'm the only one with substance. I'm going to give you a bond representing all of my future labor, like what y'all are doing right now, hypothecating birth certificates and getting loans off of it by by promising to the creditors of the United States that we're going to pay taxes. You got verification of that in the Grace Commission report by, by Ronald Reagan and his administration. Okay? Everything can be proven, all right? 100% of your taxes goes to pay the interest on the national debt, not to build no uh, not to build no prisons, not to do any of these things. They finance that by other means. And the other means that they do that by is by charging you for stuff, giving you charges. Okay? So I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm going to charge you for this. I'm going to charge you for that. And then those statutes are cross-indexed with value amounts that I can now place on a bond and say that you owe us some money. And if you don't pay me, we're going to hold you as a uh, uh, collateral for that, put you in a holding facility, let you work a job and work it off while we trade this bond on the markets and so forth. And that's what you basically are doing the process to prevent all of that. I hope that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 like 100% Picasso right there. That's like, you right. know, make it sound so, easy. Yeah, and it is very easy. It's very easy. Yeah. Don't make it complex. A lot of people, they get nervous about the process because they think they got to do it this way. And what right. I try to do is get them to a, a level of thinking, ah, you don't want to do it this way. Uh, like I, I've told this story a lot of times. Like a banker who taught me all of this, he used to tell me that so the UCC was made so you could be creative. Okay, you could be creative. So if they block one door, just open another and just be creative. You know, if they won't say, well, you know, they won't let me file my UCC one because it got the same name on it. Okay, well, think about it for a second. What am I doing here? Okay, I'm forming a trust. I'm the trustee. All right, how can I do this? The United States is over here. Well, maybe I can form another trust, call it my name, and put, you know, make it into a trust, let them know it's a trust, all right, and then put all my property in that and place a lien against that trust, therefore making that trust the debtor and I'm the creditor. Now I got a separation. They can't say it's the same and exact person because I formed a trust and put everything in trust, and I'm notifying them what I'm doing because I'm doing this out of necessity. Why am I doing it out of necessity? Because you people, okay, Y'all make everything difficult and everything, give you notices for all of this kind of stuff. So I'm being creative with it. All right, so I'm circumventing the uh, computer system that's at the UCC office that probably looks for similar files in there. Ain't, believe me, ain't nobody sitting there going through all that stuff by hand. All right, so you want to mm. fool the computer, so you want to have different names, you know, up there, you know, as far as the 
debtor and the creditor and so forth. So there are creative ways you can do things. You don't have to do it one particular way. When you read the UCC, it doesn't tell you to do anything one particular way. It just gives you the general principles behind something, the general law, the customs and practices of it, and so forth. It just says negotiable instrument. It don't say really what kind that you have to use or how it has to look or anything like that. It just uses bill of exchange and promissory notes. So guess what you're doing? We are doing a process because there isn't any money. Everything is a debt-backed currency system where we are using promises to pay, bills of exchange and promissory notes, to offset obligations in the public because that has value. My future labor has value, and I'm willingly pledging this to you right, so we can settle all these accounts. Right, and that's what's going on. Now, what's happening in the public is that they don't want people to know that. I, they're going to go in and yep. say things like, well, you know, this is, I, I think you're mistaken, Mr. Jones. You think that this is some sort of admiralty jurisdiction. Now, you know, admiralty is the law of the sea. I, we are on land, Mr. Jones. So this is nonsensical to me. It's not making any sense what you're saying. <laughs> but while y'all Even hanging though, that gold French flag, though. And also, they should be studied enough because you can read clerk's practices, and it tells you expressly that, Okay, law of the sea, yes, law of the sea, but it's not, don't deal with the sea or the ocean. It deals with the subject matter. Okay, and approximately 10 to 15% of all commerce goes over the land and trucking. Okay, the rest of it in the sea, they bring in it here, but it extends to the land. So the subject matter is what we're talking about, not out in the ocean somewhere. I where I have to sign a contract on a boat or something like that. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the nature. The subject matter. The subject matter is commerce. The subject matter is predator and depth. That's what Admiralty deals with. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with. They don't want to let you know that. You know, they'll do everything, go out of their way to deny that. So the next thing you have to contend with is someone trying to make you look crazy or someone trying to make you look Mm -hmm. foolish for believing in all of this stuff. It's like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, y'all are crazy. Y'all are U.S. citizens. Of course, the government doesn't do anything corrupt. You know, y'all are quoting all this law out of context. It's nonsensical. I'm not understanding anything that you're trying to say. I and say, okay, well, you don't understand what I'm saying. Okay, well, you do understand what private rights are, don't you? Yeah, well, what does private right mean? Well, the the government has to leave you alone. All right, well, fine. That's what I'm striving for. I want you people to leave me alone. I don't want... Now, the next thing is, okay, well, they'll say, well, okay, we'll leave you alone, but... When you drive that car on our public highways, okay, you're in our jurisdiction. I'm saying, well, really? Okay, so whether well, the streets mm. are created for you or for me, okay, because we've been traveling on this planet for a long time. At what point did the government decide to co-op our right to travel over the road? I could understand if you put a toll road somewhere and you wanted something like that. But no, nah, y'all, y'all want to regulate my entire, you know, activity everything that I do. So now yeah. we got to continue with that. I said, well, no, I'm using these roads for private purposes. I, I'm not using them for profit or gain or any commercial purpose. So you should leave me alone. And then they bring up the thing, public safety and national security, which are always the biggest excuses for everything. I, and that's where you see the progression going from. And that's where you want to learn how to stop. And you stop that by, first of all, giving notice of your intentions, letting everybody know today, I'm not going to be anybody's slave. All right, that's number one. And number two, you make a way for yourself to issue instruments so you can offset obligations in the public. 
right? So I'm like Mr. Pro, uh, Mr. Secretary of Treasury. You're hold. You're the holder of this bond. All right. Now you can do. I'm gonna do a partial assignment over here to Bank of America for two hundred thousand dollars. What I need you to do, Mr. Secretary, is reduce the principal that is in my account. Okay, the account being the birth certificate uh, bond that he's holding in his hand. That's the actual account. I want you to reduce that in your records by two hundred thousand. Okay, and now you you know what I'm saying, and place that on uh, the books of Bank of America so we can settle this account. All right, this is what you're doing. This is this is all you're doing. It's not anything complex. I'll, just all remember that it's a part of banking. Why do you think all the negotiable instruments and all that stuff that we're doing, you know, is banking? And no, you can fill out your collateral form any way you want to, as long as you give an accurate description of the property that you choose to encumber. That needs to go in that, like, you know, birth certificate number, serial number this, um, my, uh, uh, marriage license certificate number. So here it is. My military record certificate number. Put this, you know, uh, my driver's license, driver's license number, blah, blah, blah. I want that on there. Uh, I want my passport on there, my passport number. I, I'm claiming everything. All of this is my yep. property. I'm encumbering it. I'm protecting it. It's, out, it's asset protection against y'all coming in and saying I'm trying to do something else. Understood. Go ahead. Understood. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah. That. All. Yeah. I. I have like my paperwork. I just need. You know. Well, I'm. A, I'm gonna just get everything notarized and then just send it off like, for express mail as soon as I can. Cause. Yeah, and as far as like far as uh like people wanting people to like like he said another question I get a lot of well where do I get my surety for my bond. Now, usually, what I'm usually part of a group of guys. Always, I can always find that. But usually, what I do when I have a seminar, the first thing I do when I do a seminar, when I do a face-to-face seminar with people, is I make everybody create their bond and get their sureties because everybody in that room right there, right now, is secure parties. All right. So if you're okay. in a group setting or you know people, okay, you know y'all are supposed to be spreading this obviously uh, to each other. All right, you get those people to be the sureties on your bond. Do you even have to have a surety? Okay, I'm not even really sure you have to have a surety. I just think it's really just an extra step of um, assurance. Is that what you're giving them right. and everything? Is extra, you know, redundant assurance. Because to tell you the truth, why would you ever need to use a surety when your exemption is unlimited? I don't really need no sureties. Yeah. I got an unlimited exemption. All right. I don't need no sureties. Well, I need a surety for this. Okay, but it's just an extra level of assurance. The banks do it. Everybody does it. Like It's like banking. They have reinsurers that come in. They reinsure something. So your sureties are like reinsurers of, of your insurance that you're giving to the government. So you, you can see that the process mirrors a lot that's going on in the public with banks. It's the same thing. You're setting up private banking. And the private, nobody does anything for you. You have to set up your own routing uh, convention. Uh, maybe you want to use registered mail for that because the, the uh, unique identifiers on each of the uh, registered mail certificates, you know, things like that. But just have in your mind that you're doing a form of private. That's it. For real. Man, I appreciate that, man. Hey, like, yo, I've been listening to you for like like the, uh, the past year. I just want to say I appreciate your knowledge, your wisdom. And all, and all hey, that, because well, like that's. Hmm? 
Hey, thank you. I mean, thank you. I appreciate you, man. You know, I get so many phone calls like that. People like, man, I've been listening to you about a year or two. It's my first time calling in. I'm like, what? <laughs> you heard me say yeah. all kind of crazy stuff on there. I know, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been, I've been like, like I tried to like, uh, like talk, like talk with you, but it's like I'll ask the wrong questions, and then I'll just be like, man, let me back back, and then you know, just like get in my studies, so I have like a clear understanding of, cause you know, like some people get into it, they'll be like, oh, I'm trying to get money, and then you'll be like, yo, there is no money, you know, and then like you'll you'll understand like what the, where their mindset is when they're asking you their questions, so it's like. Yeah, well, and that's, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that, that people have to do is they have to get a different mindset. Like I was, I just had a, a webinar last night. Somebody said, well, show me the proof that any of this works. And I'm like, dude, I was say, well, you came in this with the wrong mm-hmm. ideas. I'm like, you're not going to find case law. That's why they have something called settling out of court. I had to prevent. That's why they mm-hmm. do things like that in the public, settle out of court, because they don't want to generate any case law. As it relates to that case, the judge said, okay, y'all need to settle this out of court. Okay, well, it's the same yeah. thing. You know, you're not going to find anything in the case law. You think they're going to have some case law on discharging debt with private negotiable instruments, international? No, they're not going to do any of that. They're not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> you know, they're not going to do that. It's they like private. That. You know, it's like they're going to keep the private on the private side and the public and the public side. The public just operates. They want to keep the public operating like McDonald's. Okay, drive in, right. come up, get out. You know, you start coming in there with some different processes, trying to order shit off the menu that ain't on the menu and everything. Like, look, man, this ain't on this menu. Mm-hmm. Well, give it to me anyway. You know, I say, nah, this is yeah. McDonald's, man. If you want something else, go somewhere else. That's what the government is saying. Yeah. So, you know, and I understand why they do the things they do. And is the secure party process the ultimate best way to do it? In my opinion, I think it is, but. That's just my opinion, okay? There may be other processes out there that are effective. Like another thing, the big thing is people want to challenge jurisdiction. But in the 14th Amendment, it tells you the public debt should not be questioned. Okay, the U.S. citizenship Mm. was created under the 14th Amendment. Why would they stick something in the 14th Amendment like that? Why why am I reading this in the 14th Amendment? Why am I reading now? You know, you ask yourself that question. And, And the answer is that the 14th Amendment created a legal fiction entity that the Congress has the jurisdiction over. Okay, that's represented by that social security number and so forth. All right? That's what, you know, that's what it is. So, you know, it's all, it's all fiction. So, no, they're not going to put no proof out there in it. They're going to call you crazy and everything like that because they want to keep they th- what, they th- what they got going. But you understand that as a private, like, and creditors and their bonds and none of the correspondence that gets sent out, do you see them using statutes? Right, because they understood you don't mix statutes with contracts. Right? You can't mix the two. You leave the statutes out and look at the statute, understand the principle that the statute was written on, and then you can use that maximum law, that principle that's involved instead of having to resort to the statute. So all of this is just private bank- banking, brother. It's not complex. I understand how somebody may be blurry to individuals because it was blurry to me at first as well. But it's a journey, right. and just keep listening to the show, and it'll begin to dawn on you. And then once it does, you're like, man, I can't believe I thought this was hard. It's easy as hell. Hey, and how you going to think? Man, yeah, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it like, do you uh, – well, no, nah, you, you probably don't do, like, you know, private, uh, uh, which I'm going to call, like, like mentorship or nothing like that. Oh, man. I, I, 
I do we- I do webinars at night. It's pl- close to uh, mem- memberships. I mean, uh, private mentorships I'm getting. I don't have time to take somebody one-on-one and try to hold them by the hand and really show yeah. them a lot of stuff. I have to do everything in a group setting, so, you know. I see. I mean, I- I'll pull up on you because I'm four hours from Atlanta, so I don't know if you, I, if you don't well, mind yeah, that. I, don't know. I-, I-, I visit and sit with people all the time. They come to Atlanta. They want to talk to me. I will go and talk to them. So, you know, if you want to talk to me, yeah. that's fine. Heck yeah, cause shoot, dog, yeah, like you, you the trillers, man, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Well, hey, look, I gotta get to the next call. I appreciate your call, brother. I appreciate your call. You know, okay. keep listening to the show, and you know, hopefully, I answered all your questions. Okay. Definitely, I appreciate you, man. Take care, man. Peace to the gods. All right, peace to the gods, brother. All right, peace. Let me go to the next caller real quick. Four four three forty five fifteen. You're on the line. Four four three area code. Peace, peace. Peace, hey, peace. What's going me? on? What's happening out in Maryland? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right, hey brother. Um, I just got I got two quick questions. Um, one of them is about the trust webinar. The, the last couple of days it's been on the website, but I haven't been able to get into it. Is it is it something that's going on with it or no? Nah, it's still it it's still me? on. I just I wasn't a class wasn't going on. It'll be a class going on tonight though, but it wasn't a class. Okay, I did okay. one last night, but it wasn't on trust. It yeah, was, was on. I saw, uh, the, I saw the last night. I, I caught that last night. Yeah, but I did one last, and I'll be doing one tonight. tonight. I'll be doing a trust webinar tonight. It will be a, a night. Same link. Ain't ain't nothing changed with the link. You, you ain't been able to get in because what I didn't I didn't start the webinar, but you'll be able to get in right, tonight. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I was looking for that one just me. And um, right. I got one question uh, about dealing with like private and public, right? Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of blurred on the line of when you're in court and you seek a remedy for as um, using the UCC, right? That's 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 considered on the public side, correct? Well, it's giving a public notice. A UCC one is a public notice. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking of um, signing your signature. So, uh, signing your signature where? Well, if I right, so say you get a presentment from a um, you know a judge or whatever, and the way to sign is um, told to be, you know that I, I watched the video signing your signature without liability and it's right, right. You know, using mm-hmm. the UCC. That's what I was going to say. You don't have to say UCC one dash three hundred eight. You can just put without prejudice under it. What you I'm know what I'm saying? You I, know I've signed yeah. before, before no one with all rights reserved. Is that still the same effect? You can say all rights reserved without, without prejudice. prejudice. Put all put all okay. rights reserved without prejudice if you want. Under that. There's nothing. Okay. If you notice in the video, it doesn't tell you. It said these are some suggestions of how to write your right. name. I it what in the UCC it tells you it has to be unambiguous. So and what your intent is. All right. So whatever right. it is, you need to make it clear. However you signed it or whatever, it needs to be clear and cogent of what your intention of how you were qualifying your signature and what capacity you were signing your signature. That needs to be clear. Now, you you see that all in the law, okay? If somebody asks you, why you sign your name like that? Because the law says I need to qualify my signature. I don't just, you know, just uh, sign as an accommodation party, just sign in blank, and I'm automatically considered an accommodation party to something. I'm signing it, okay, but I'm also you know, qualifying it. I'm signing it in this capacity. And that's a very okay. important thing to understand is how you sign your name. 
how you sign your yeah. how you sign your name on documents. But go ahead. So all right. So I was all right, so this is where my confusion came in because you know, it's obvious that you don't mix public and private and I'm and I'm and I was kinda of thinking that U C C was more of a private I mean a public, you know, uh remedy and that it would more so be private if you go as far as going like a, um except for value. No, uh, I mean, a UCC one is a public notice. Uh, let's say you're involved in a court case. All right, when you go to court, it's public. You got to make an appearance. All right, all right, make an appearance. Why do you have to appear? Because before you make the appearance, you're invisible. All right, okay. there's a maximum of laws. It's the same not to appear as to not to exist. So until you make an appearance, you're not. An appearance means to subject yourself to the jurisdiction of the court. That's what an appearance is. All right. So they understand that you private until you make an appearance. Once you make an appearance in there, now you're in the public. Okay. They got something called a public figure. You look up the definition of it in the Black's Law Dictionary in the second sense. It tells you one who has voluntarily chosen to participate in a public controversy. So you come into the public and voluntarily choose to participate in a public controversy, you're now public. Filing something into the public record don't make you public. Right, it just gives a notice. Right, it's just a notice. People think, oh, well, I filed that. That don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? When you ask for a benefit from the court, now you're establishing jurisdiction. Filing motions is what brings you into their jurisdiction because a motion is a request. You're asking for a benefit or privilege from the court. But putting a notice right. into the public ain't, that ain't like giving them jurisdiction. Notices don't give jurisdiction to anyone at all. Uh, you just put a public notice in the public record. Okay, well, this time I'm planning on coming. Here's a UCC one. I'm letting y'all know where y'all can look in the commercial chamber to see I have a party perfected claim against all my property or my state that you are going to be seeking to attach. All right, that's number one. All right. That's number one. You know, just let people just know. You know, it's like, no, it's these are notices. These are notices. You know, it's like, nah. Right. You know, like, ideally, like you, said, ideally you don't ever want to go into a court. And ideally, you don't ever want to speak when you go into the court. Ideally. Yeah. Well, that's my, I mean, that's my perspective on it. But I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to fully, you know what I mean, um, not go to court. You know what I'm saying? Uh, private. I got I got a situation where I'm you know what I mean I I kind of I didn't actually go to court you know what I'm saying so now it's a a, a warrant you know what I mean for the for the debtor okay. pretty much all right let's let's look I know I understand what you're saying so what's the only way that you can uh, uh, take care of a matter by not going to court let's say you're gonna take care of it but you're not gonna go to court what's the only way you can like communicate your intentions to the court if you don't go in there directly? Uh, I mean, I would say use the administrative process. More specific. Be more specific than that. You're going to write um, a what? Letter. You write a letter. You write yeah. Alright, so we came to that through deductive reasoning, we can reach a conclusion that if I'm choosing not to go in court, there's only one other way. How am I going? Well, I'm just not going to show up and say nothing to nobody. They're going to issue a warrant for you, and they deserve to. Your ass need to get arrested, all right? Right. Because so one honor. of the four rules is stay in honor at all costs. Right. And one of the first ways of going into this honor is to ignore things. 
Right. That is a dishonor. So you can't ignore it. You have a duty to respond. All right, but you don't want to go in. So if I'm not going to go in, but I do have to respond to these people, I think everyone can agree that the way I'm going to do that is through written correspondence. All right? So now if I'm going to use written correspondence, now I got to be able to prove, because what if I send the judge a letter and he throw it in the trash? Okay, well, I have to have proof that I sent him some correspondence. And we know by custom in court that you always have to have two witnesses. Two right. witnesses. All right? So I need that's, to use a notary. Use, uh, yeah. uh, okay. I was I going to say that's why we use a notary. And some sort of certified mail. Okay, post office is a witness and the notary is a witness. And, and I'm notary. witnessing the fact that, okay, they left where they already moved. Okay, so you have to have some sort of witness for your correspondence that you're going to send to the judge in order to let him know that, hey, look, I'm sending this affidavit of mailing by notary presentment. It's being sent certified mail, so you have to sign for it. Okay, so here are the boundaries right here we're going to operate in. I'm giving notice. All right, the next thing is you want to satisfy the obligation. There's an underlying bond supporting everything, and they're going to require, you know, you got to address that. You got to address that. Okay, well, you're a creditor. Address it. A creditor always pays his debt, just like the uh, Lannisters in Game of, Front, uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hello? did I? I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay. I'm here. I lost you okay, do you have another question? No, I'm 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 listening to you. I'm I, I was. Okay, I mean it's just well, public you... and private. It's okay. It's public and private. I, you give you send private notices through the mail. That's how you correspond privately, and you give public right. notice of what you're doing on the private side in the public registry, whether that be in court, in the record, or in the commercial chamber. Okay, and those are just notices. You're not going to file no paperwork. All you found is a UCC-1 with your address and phone number on it. If they want details about your security agreement or any other thing that you've encumbered, they need to contact you directly. Okay, the same thing in the court. You're letting the judge know. you send him a letter. Okay, I'm, that's private. Okay, it's in camera. Okay, or in chambers. Okay, I'm sending the prosecutor a certified mail. That's private. I'm sending the clerk a certified mail. That's private. Anything that you put in the public, you put you file in the public record, and then it becomes public. Okay, so you give them public notice. Public notice constitutes truth of the matter that falls under UCC one dash what two o two notice of a fact. Okay, well how are you gonna give mm-hmm. notice of a fact? Okay, you got to give notice of a fact. I said, well it's a fact, Your Honor, that I discharged this debt. Okay, well well where are your facts? How do you reach your facts? Well, here is my certificate of non-response with opposing counsel, and uh, he refused to respond, and he defaulted, and as such, that established a fact that he cannot, he's to stop from controverting it, because I gave him my opportunity to, and now I'm looking for summary judgment on this. Okay, it's, it's like, it's very simple when you really think about these processes, okay? It's public is notice. That's all you really put in the public is notices. All your right. actual... All your actual processes go on in the private. Okay. I, you know, I got it, brother. I just got to stop second-guessing myself pretty much. You know, that's... that's well, I mean, that's, that's okay that's to second-guess. That's okay to second-guess yourself. I mean, that's okay. I mean, you know, that's natural. 
Everybody's going to suck and gas themselves. But that's what I'm here to do. I'm trying to leave it. Like somebody told me one time, you can't really do anything wrong, per se. You can correct it. Uh, but uh, none of this stuff is written in stone. Only thing that is written right. in stone that public and private. Okay, they take that serious, right? right? And people, most of the people, they don't understand that difference. And they come into court with private things, trying to foist it upon the judges. And it's a, it's a private matter. It's not public. It's not to be managed to be in the public. And then there is such thing as alerting the public as well. You know, letting them by, you know, coming in and saying, y'all fraudulent. This ain't no real Article Three court and all that. You know, they can yeah. be, they can be yeah, seen you that. Yeah, don't want to be that. Well, they, they can say, you know, like, it's, like if you was in jail and did that, they say, well, you inciting a riot. Well, on the street, they're right. kind of saying the same thing to you. You know, you're trying to say some sort of riot. Oh, well, right. how you talking, you know? I, w- I was kind of tripping about one thing, though. The, uh, the guys that did Cartivism and Commerce, um, I seen that you posted up that they got locked up. And I was I was just listening to them recently, and I thought they had some great information. They do got so, great information, but he ain't never been to jail before. That's what I'm saying. You know, old dude, old Credit and Commerce, he ain't never been in no court case before. Right, and then what they well, were he, doing, what, what were they doing? What were they doing? Well, I, I realized that what they were doing, they were using public numbers on private instruments. That's right, so exactly. That's, Brandon Adams. got them jammed up. Exactly. They're trying to access some secret account, you know, on the back of their social security number and putting route numbers on there and coming into the public. You don't put no routing right. numbers so, on there. Ain't nothing they can do to you. Ain't nothing they can right. do to you. You don't so you put nothing on there that relates to uh, something that belongs to the public. Trust me. All right. Now, what about what about the Social Security? That's that's a pro- Is that considered private if you're putting that on stuff as the account number? You just put a claim on it. Uh, what about it? You claiming it? It's your got your name on it. It got all caps name okay. on it. Okay. It represents right. the Social Security card itself is not yours. You know, it's not yours. That belongs to them and everything. But it's the yeah. straw man. You're controlling it. What you're doing is you're not owning it. That's another thing people don't understand. Uh, you're putting it in trust. And that's a that's an interest that you have in it. You do have an interest in it. They gave you the card uh-huh. for a reason. They gave you a card for a reason. The interest that you have in it is what you are transferring to the Secretary of the Treasury. And allowing him to utilize to offset that in the public. All right. It's an interest okay. thing. All right. Brandon, all them guys, every time somebody tell me somebody got arrested, I just, I, I just go read the case. Let me go read the case, see what they did. And inevitably, always, you know, Winston Stroud, same thing. You know, there's always somebody trying. And then it makes you really question like, okay, well, what did these dudes know or what kind of information they really think they was going to get access to some sort of account? Even Winston Stroud, they talk about the negotiable instruments, but it wasn't really that. It was the tax evasion. It was the taxes right. that they got on. They just threw the negotiable instruments in there because that's what they'll do. They're like, if they've been wanting to get you on something, when you finally do slip up and fuck up, they're going to throw everything on top of it that they've been else that they wanted to get you on. Because that all they, they need, all they need is just one thing to stick. That's all the feds yeah, need is just one thing. So they hit you with 99 different counts. All they need is one to stick to make you go go to prison. So we say we're going to give you two counts of failure to file income taxes and then five counts of, you know, fraudulent negotiable instruments. Well, it don't matter if the negotiable instruments is a real charge or not. They're going to get your ass.
but they get an opportunity to put that on you and put before the world. Like, look, yeah, he was doing this right here too, but it ain't going to never reach trial. Not like that. It ain't going to never go, go that far because they, and that's what I try to say. I don't talk to people ain't been in the feds. Y'all motherfuckers don't know how the feds operate. Feds is like a totally, totally different animal. And anybody been in the feds know what I'm talking about. If you're a black man, it amazes me that you would even question anybody getting arrested as it relates to the feds. The first thing you, you should be doing is give that person the benefit of a doubt. If you understood oh, how yeah. the feds are. Like, if you look at me, my case, I got a gun enhancement, okay? So I, they say, okay, you got a gun, and I, which I used to have guns. I have guns. I, I had a lot of guns. I used to have, I used to have AK-47s, AR-15s, uh, Glock, Glock 9 millimeters. I would have an arsenal on me at all times. I used to keep a heavy arsenal. But I would go to the right. gun show we here have here in Georgia and get them legally, and they registered to me. Okay, registered to me, all right? So when I get arrested, they come to the house 50 deep. My ex-wife pregnant. I'm like, why y'all coming to my house like this? I I asked the agent that, you know. I said, say, man, why y'all come to my house? I said, I ain't got no violence in my record. I ain't killed nobody. I said, you ain't never had not one and nothing about me ever to show that I was a threat anybody in the government. Why did you come to my house like that? All he did was pull out a printout showing where they investigated me and had all the guns I purchased. They said, you have an artillery. All right. Here's what he showed me. I said, okay. I I said, I understand that. That's all he did. He didn't even say nothing. He just pulled out the paper and showed me they got that. They got all the information on you. Okay. You got all these damn guns, nigga. That's why we came like we came, full metal jacket, all right? That's all right. <laughs> right. So, I, so then I get to court. Now, I ain't pulled no gun on nobody or nothing now. I ain't pulled no gun on nobody. I ain't threatened nobody with a gun. But I did used to carry and things like that. I always, I'd have my piece with me everywhere I went. All right, so, and people knew that about me. And they, they see that nigga, and they most likely strapped. All right, so right. I get to court, and... I go through the whole trial proceedings and everything, and then at the end, on my pre-sentence investigation report, I look, and I go to my attorney's office. I'm looking. I'm like, I'm looking down through it, because he gave me all my paperwork. He said, your pre-sentence investigation is ready. So I go to to his office. I'm looking at it. All of a sudden, something jump out in my face. I got three points for an enhancement for a gun. And I said, what? I said, whoa, 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 man, what's this? And that, that equals 18 months, by the way. That's 18 extra months. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute, man. What, What is this right here? What are they talking about a gun? I ain't pulling no gun on nobody. So the attorney looking, oh, well, um, we'll just object to it and we'll handle it as sentencing. Okay, so, you know, this is before I knew any of this. I, I ain't know none of this stuff, so. I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm like, I'm reading this, like, you know, allegedly he pulled guns on people. I'm like, what the fuck is they talking about? I ain't never, then they said I had a stolen car. Okay, let me tell you how to get down now. And then they threatened my my wife at the time. All right, they do that to everybody. They say, okay, you don't take these charges. We're going to die your wife. I'm like, you know, they did that to Dr. Malachi's of York. They do it to every, they do it to just him. They do it to everybody. 
a lot of guys in there to get the you talk to them. What happened, man? Well, they threatened my my wife. My wife told you threatened your wife mm-hmm. and everything. You know, wife ain't even bald in none of this. All right. So they do all of this kind of stuff. So all right. So I'm like I'm in sentencing. I'm in sentencing, and then and then I, I I'm trying to figure out where the gun shit came from. So the prosecutor standing up. They saying, well, you know. Um, allegedly, Your Honor, he was pulling guns on people, making them go in the bank. And I was like, uh, what? What is What is she talking about? You know, I'm just like in shock. And I mean, it just came from out a left field, straight up lie. I'm pushing my yeah, attorney. I'm hitting them on the side. I said, man, what is she talking about? I said, object, say something. You know, I don't know no law. I don't know a lick of law at this time. But I, but I know enough. Right. I know a lot when I hear it. So I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting at my table. This is my first time hearing all this in court. I'm, I'm hitting my, I'm pushing my attorney, poking him in the face. Man, what you talking about? What the hell is she talking about? You know, I'm doing all of this. I said, say, man, you need to say, I'm looking in his face. He looked terrified. He looked he scared to death. He didn't do shit. He didn't say objection or nothing. All right. So I'm just sitting there, just taking it. Because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to object. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know if I'm supposed to jump up and say this is all some bullshit. You scared. This is your first time in a situation like this. You terrified. This federal, you're in a federal court. There's a federal judge sitting up there, federal prosecutor, lying on your motherfucking ass, trying to send you to jail for some years, take away your, your you away from your family and everything. And on top of that, they stacking on lies on top of your ass, on top of what you did. You might be ready to pay for what you did. But that ain't all you're going to pay for when you deal with the Fed, because they got a philosophy. We're going to get you for everything we didn't catch you doing. That's one of their philosophies. You may not know that. Okay, we know you did this Hmm. right here. Like if they come and question somebody selling dope, they'll say, well, how how long have you been selling dope? I've only been doing about five years. Well, how much was you selling? I mean, I wasn't I wasn't a big time seller. You know, I was only selling about, you know, five rocks a day. So what they do is they take five rocks a day, multiply that by 365, then multiply that by five, and then that's how much dope they put on you. <laughs> you, hmm. you, do like, you know, and you sit there talking, which you should keep your mouth closed. And you sitting there thinking, wait a minute, man, I got to do 15 years in prison for this? I wasn't even, I thought these racketeering laws was to catch the kingpin. Y'all sending me to prison like I'm a kingpin. And I was just hanging out yeah, on the corner always, selling rocks. And the way you going to do this, they're going to pump up the numbers on you and stuff like that. And they're always going to say yeah. you did more than what you said you did. So when somebody come to me and they say, well, look, this person got a red like Winston Shroud. Okay, I'm pretty sure, I know for a fact. Winston Shroud didn't intentionally do nothing wrong. Okay, but he got too big, putting too much information out. We got to take his ass out, which is why I'm very careful right now because I get a lot of phone calls from people trying to ask me tax questions. I know it's agents calling me. I know right. it's agents calling me. I all the time. Oh, I've I I heard a couple of them. Yeah, I don't do too many. I don't do too many consultations anymore. I, I don't like. I don't answer, you know, they'll say something to me. They try to use the butter you up tactic, like, like, um, like giving you compliments. I'm like, compliments right. don't mean shit to me. I, I don't give a fuck you give me compliments and shit. You know, that's not going to do nothing. That's not going to take me off my square. I'm 100% alert and know who you are. 
you know, you're just great. You surveil and everything. I say, that don't mean shit. They come on my YouTube page and do all that stuff. You know, that's the thing they use right now because they know I erase the negative comments. So they say, you know, right. Yusuf, I am a follower of yours and you are just fantastic. I was wondering, can I contact you? And sometimes I just ignore it. And sometimes I say, fuck no, you know, whatever, you right. know what I'm saying? Because it's just like Teddy Roosevelt say, I ain't yeah. never got in trouble for something I didn't say. You know what I'm saying? I keep my mouth closed. You can't get me. Because it's just like Jesus said in the Bible. When they was plotting to get Jesus, all right, when they asked him, you know, render unto Caesar, you read that story, at the beginning of that story, they say, let's see if we can catch him in his talk. And they got the same right. thing with the Miranda. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and, and will be used against you. Yep. They tell and you that in the Miranda, all right? They're not using nothing you say in your favor. Everything you say is going to be used against you. So why the fuck do you need to talk to them? I don't need to talk to you on the phone. I don't need to have interviews with you. I, I only have not, no type of... I think I talked to one just a couple of days ago. He asked me questions. And sometimes they'll ask you questions, right, where they'll be kind of like... You can just see that they test questions that the person that's on the other end of the phone don't really want to know this information. They're either recording the phone call or trying to get you to say something or do something. And I just keep a policy. I said, you're going to hear the same thing on this uh, consultation that you hear over the air. I'm going to go by the same yeah, principles. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to do anything illegal. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. So I don't know why you want a consultation because I'm going to basically tell you the same shit in private that you get right. You ain't going to get nothing spectacular or anything like that. It's going to be the same thing. You know, so... You know, but that's what you deal with when you start getting bigger is that people are looking for a way to take you down. And you got to be very yeah. circumspect when you start getting large and you're trying to wake people up and shit like that. You know, especially one, everybody trying to butter you up, smiling in your face and everything and calling you on the phone, trying to see if they can get you maybe a charge for giving legal advice or just any, any, anything, just anything. You know, you just got to be cautious at everything that you do. and you got to, you know, and once you have experience in dealing with them, you don't have to let them know. You know, I listen to a lot of guys, you know, like you say, you hear a lot of them. I hear a lot of them. They call me on the phone. I listen to them. I let them ask their question and let them get off the phone and think that they got away with something. But I'm not saying anything. I just listen to you very cautiously and just know. Because, see, here's the thing about it. They got to say something to try to entrap you. It don't matter how nice the person acts, how friendly they act to you or something, they got to ask some kind of question to entrap you, meaning, oh, Joe, yo, yo, Usabelle, yeah, man, man, you cool and everything. Hey, man, I love your show, love your show. Do we got to pay taxes? <laughs> it's going to come, it's right. gonna come out. Right. Some kind of, it's going to come out in some kind of way. And all you have to know right. is the difference between public and private. Honor that and wait for it. It's going to come in some kind of yep. way. They're going to be acting cool with you or everything like that or saying something. But some, at some point, a question is going to be asked. And if you know your shit, you know the, what the, the intent and spirit behind the question of why they're asking you the question. It's not really because they're looking for an answer to it. It's, it's an entrapment question. That's right. what it is, some sort of entrapment question. So you're going to get that a lot when you're on the air. But all you have to do, how, how do you stick? How do you how do you avoid that? You stick to the truth. 
Just stick to the guidelines. You know, don't get outside the guidelines of public and private. It don't mix. That's the number one. I don't mix public and private because they can't attack nothing private unless they have a compelling public unless they have a compelling public interest to do so. Which means that you didn't did some sort of minimum contact or came into their jurisdiction or something like that. But long as you make that's why I say the first thing that you got to understand is the difference between public and private. And they don't like that. The only video I got taken down and got hit for on YouTube is do you really understand the private side? Yeah, I, I, they I watched away that. My, they took away my streaming. I just got it back about five days ago, my streaming capabilities and everything. I went back and forth. I said, what was wrong with the video? Wouldn't tell me what was wrong with the video. Took it down. All right? Because I'm trying to educate. That's the most important thing you got to get in your head, public and private. The reason you got to understand it, because that's the protection. How you protect yourself from these people is you got to know the line, where the line is drawn. You got to know where the line is drawn. You don't have no, that many rights in the public like you do in the private. And the, the public is their domain. That's what public means, government. That's what it means, government. Interaction between government and individual. Private is individual to individual. Public is individual to government. Artificial entities dealing with natural persons. That's the literal definition. Artificial entities engaging natural per they call natural persons. Okay? So if you don't want to deal with that, you being private, you put something on the instrument that belongs to them or do anything that belongs to them. They coming. You start trying to teach people that gotta pay taxes. You'll never hear me say that. Because I understand I read it. I say I don't understand why a tax pro- protester would say what they're saying. I, I got somebody in the 14th Amendment. Well, why, you know, you got a lot of people that come into my Facebook group. And you can see the post. Mm-hmm. You can see the post. They try to say, well, you know, why we can't challenge jurisdiction and everything? Okay, is that an innocent question? Or are you trying to spur up something? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to decipher people, sometimes, too. I see, it, I see it going on in there, too. Yeah, you're trying, to spur, to, you trying to like spur up something to get people to start thinking like you. Because the more tax protesters we have, the more people we can put in jail, the more bonds we can generate, the more secure we have our job and everything. You know, we, it ain't a good thing for everybody to be educated about something. So, you know, I'm throw some, I'm going to throw some confusion into the mix and everything. So how mm-hmm. I run my, my form, my form is called High Frequency Radio Secure Party. Okay, this whole form is ran off of my principles. If you want to go somewhere else, and talk about something else, you can go there and do that. But in here, you're not going to do that in here. So I kick people out all the time. I race messages all the time. People see they give me a notice. If I don't race it, after you give me a notification of a posting, the only reason they get erased right away because I was away from the computer or something. But I'm going to take something off or something to take shut down. And if I'm going to look at that person and examine him very closely. And if I feel the need to, I'm going to kick him out. I have a very low tolerance because once you've dealt with these people, you don't really give second chances to individuals. It's going to be like, look, you are, yeah, obviously you, you, don't, you don't understand the gravity of what we're talking about or what we're dealing with. So I don't have a very big space for you to come in with your ignorance and start about, well, we need to challenge the government. We need to take back. The, you know, I have people who post on my videos. We need to go up there and shoot everybody in government. I instantly erase that person and block them. Right, why are you posting that on my video? Or they start talking about stuff that don't have nothing to do with the video. Right, they just start talking about shit. They say, what are you talking? You, know, like, you can tell, say, you didn't even, all you did was read the title, 
but didn't watch the video. You can tell those too. So I raised those and kicked those out. And I'm like, you ain't watch the video. And I, you ain't watch and see what I was talking about. Sometimes they'll say something. I'm like, well, if you would listen to the video, I said the same thing you just said. This is bullshit. You know, you know, I say something. I'm like, well, dude, I just said that in the video. Did you listen? You know, so you will see. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I deal with right. this all the time. Like, what are you talking about? I agree with you. What you're saying, you can tell they didn't even listen to it. They just posted something. So you're dealing with all of this stuff, and you got to be very cautious and everything because once you understand how the federal government works, how they will embellish things, charges against you, how they will very much go after the defaming, defaming you, and their interest in the matter of defaming you or doing something like that, you will proceed cautiously. It's just like I said. You can always tell somebody. Like, you got those gurus out there. They be talking all that shit. I'm like, nigga, you talking shit. You ain't been in the feds. You ain't dealt with the feds. All that shit. Uh, you talking about you got remedies and shit, and this shit work. Okay. Yeah, me, a lot of them don't see. know shit, man. They, I say, I, don't, I get tired they don't, shit. don't get tired up in the feds. Let me see if all that shit you talking is going to work. That will impress me. Okay. That will impress the fuck out of me. But go get, get see the let the feds bring the hammer down on you, and let's see if you're gonna be talking the way that you're talking right now. You know, like right. I said, I break your mind. I don't deal with too many people. Ain't been ain't been haven't been touched by the feds in some kind of way, or had some sort of intercourse with the government because they got a totally different view of the government other than the person who hasn't. The majority of people in this country have probably never been in a pro, had a problem with the federal government, so they're perception of it is one thing yeah, the perception versus of everything people. is different. Yeah, it's totally different. So their perception is what they get off television. All right, so they got this yep. television view of it. Whereas the shock of the people when they first have the interaction with them, they be shocked because the first thing they see is this shit ain't nothing like on TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this shit ain't nothing like what's on television. Let me, hey, let me call Yusuf. Yusuf, I need some help, bro. I know what you was talking about. I see what you was I said, yeah. See what I'm talking about, don't you? That shit wasn't. <laughs> exactly. It ain't nothing like on TV. And then you try to warn us. I did a Takashi 6 9 video. That guy, we got 12,000 views. I saw that too. I, I saw that. that. That's the video everybody should be watching. That should have 2 million views. It should have 2 million views. That video yeah, should have more views than anybody, but but it will only get views. It will only get views when they have that problem. When they get that indictment, they gonna run to the internet and watch it. Mm-hmm. That's so what they want to. See, they want to see what you saw in that indictment. They, they they go, that's when they gonna that, watch. It. You know what I mean? They Every, don't everything think he did. That what? Well, here's the thing. What? They don't think that it'll ever happen to them. And what they don't realize is, y'all think the feds is just full of dope boys? Is that what you think? Right. They No, they make up a large percentage. They make up a large percentage of the feds, but that ain't all what's in there. You got attorneys. Right? You got doctors in there for insurance fraud. Right? You got contractors. Oh, yeah. you, got, you got stock traders and everything. You got all kind of people in there. You got people in there who damn got caught Smoking dope, and they was just on. They was uh, they they may be a white collar worker taking a break and fucked up and went and smoked some dope on federal property. 
You got all, all right. kind of stuff in there. So don't think for one second. I think they got in their mind fed automatically equate with dope boy. Oh, no. You got that. That's the only that's their perspective. That's what they know. That's all they know that the fed. You know, you got all kind of people in there. So it can't happen to you. It can happen to you. Hey, the, like you said, though, like you said in that video, the, the, the biggest thing he did was violating commerce. He was, uh, you know, the flow of commerce. Disturbing it's the flow, the flow of, commerce. of commerce. You know, not paying taxes interferes with the flow of commerce. Uh, not reporting, you know, anything that's going to in, interfere with the flow of commerce. You know, they coming after. Yep. Because that's what they got jurisdiction over. Right? Interstate commerce, you know. You know, I put a... I put out that video, two videos I put out, how to sign your name without liability and how to get on the do not detain list. I didn't think they were going to blow up like that. I never had a, I ain't never had no video with that many views, over 200,000 right. views or over 100,000 views. And, um, you know, it's just kind of shocking. But it's going to garner attention because so many people are watching it. You know, if you got a video with 200,000 views, how many of those views you think are government agents? Attorneys, <laughs> judges, right. and people like yeah. a government officials, senators, you know, who is looking at you? Yeah, that's what who you is really watching you. You know what I'm saying? Don't be naive. You know, one of the best lines in movies that I ever heard was Robert De Niro in Heat. Every hustler, it should be the hustler's anthem. Assume they know everything. Yeah. Assume they know everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, assume they know everything. They got your name, assume they know everything. Don't start, say, well, now nah, they couldn't possibly. No, assume they know everything. Because nine times out of ten, they do. I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because when they start coming to you, they start presenting, they start like showing you all the evidence they got against you, all the people, you start noticing stuff like, damn. Man, these people were watching this. Some of you, like some of your friends, like you may, you might, might even be paying attention. You go to the store with your friend, and y'all get some liquor, and you pull out a hundred dollar bill. Liquor was eighty four dollars and ninety nine cents. They say, you know, you get your indictment. Yeah, we went to the liquor store in nineteen ninety two, and he bought some liquor, and its price was eighty four dollars ninety nine cents. You thinking, damn, my, my, this guy was watching me like that. He remember all of these details. And everything like that. Then you begin begin to see people. Then you see the hearts of men. Okay, you don't know. You don't really. You won't really know who is jealous of you, or who is envious of you, or who's watching everything that you're doing until that indictment drops. And then they start getting statements from individuals and everything. And then you read those statements, those CI statements and everything, and they come back to you, and you're looking like, damn, I didn't know my man was watching me like that or paying attention, counting every nickel that I was making and things like that. Women, let's talk about them too. Ain't no exception. All right, women too. All right, your little, your, your little side stick you got, all right, you riding around with in the Mercedes Benz, they question her. she been counting every oh, dollar yeah, that you make. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, so you get a different. My point in saying all this is to say, you dealing with the feds, you get a different picture. Your whole concept and you know perception of things begins to change. Your perception change about people because now you know the hearts of men. All right, you know how you know Mm -hmm. how men are. 
You know, you know how things are. You know, I've seen dudes put their mama in prison. Put their mama in prison. <laughs> Don't even care. They mom in prison, yeah, you know what I'm saying? These kind of people that you deal with out there, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be very careful. You know, I'm not friends with everybody. You know, I'm not trying to, I, you know, yeah, I know you like me on the air and everything, but I don't know you. I don't know what your heart or your intentions are. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to wake people up. You know, I'm not doing no paperwork. Yeah. I'm giving y'all some explaining stuff to you. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, um, you know, that's why I went to like reading documents. You know, I'm trying to get people to just read stuff that's already out there. All this stuff has been researched for the last 30 years. It's been yeah, researched. Some of the things that our country has to offer has contributed to this movement and everything. It's really not much I can add on to it. There's some things I can add on to it, but not a lot. You know what I'm saying? As far as, especially when it comes to the general understanding of public and private. You know, I thought think things could be explained in a way that makes it more understandable because but there are people out there who have a very good grasp of what's going on. Extremely good. Extremely right. good grasp of what's going on, you know. And that's the documents I try to pick up and give to y'all. Okay, educate yourself on what your rights are, educate yourself on what your responsibilities are, okay? Cuz you have responsibilities. Right? You got to know what those are and then conduct yourself in an honorable and respectful manner. Nobody's telling anybody to go out and blow up, you know, federal buildings. I'm not telling you to go and cuss the police out. Okay. But what I am saying that is if you have not hurt anyone or their property, you ain't killed nobody, you ain't stabbed nobody, you ain't broken nobody's house. Okay. And stole something from them. You haven't raped anyone. You haven't, you haven't invaded somebody else's personal space and infringed upon their right, meaning another natural living human being, okay, then you have remedy in a commercial matter, okay? Right. You don't have to be, you know, you shouldn't have to go, it, 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 you shouldn't have to go to jail for damn 15, 20 damn years. You know, that's draconian. I'm sorry, that's draconian. I don't think a per- person have a concept on how long that is. How long 15 years is until you do it? That's a long goddamn time to do. T- five years yeah, is a, a long that's time. A big, that's five a big chunk years, of your life, man. Five years is a long time. You can lose everything in five years. You can lose your marriage. You can lose everything you own. When you come out, things are different. They didn't built shit where there was a field and there was a mall right there. Where one point, mm-hmm. you, you go to prison right now. Everybody got cell phones. You come back out, motherfuckers using some type of device that make motherfuckers talk to each other through telepathy. Like, goddamn, what happened to all the iPhones? Right. In five years, you know what I'm saying? You had the world and change. That's right. And change. So, you know, that's my thing. That's where I come from. That's the space I come from. I'm not saying any people don't belong in prison, but I do see something wrong with the system. And I see that it is rooted in the fact that they are in debt, you know, trillions of dollars to their own irres- their own irresponsible administration. Okay. And yeah. the people are victims because they have a victim mentality. Let me not put everything on the government. Let me also put some things on people who c- continuously keep proselytizing a victim mentality. Oh, we under white power. Oh, you know, we like my friend, you know, he mad about the government shutdown. 
people ain't getting their welfare check. Okay, I understand, you know, that I understand, and I understand why somebody would want their check. However, listen to what you're saying. Right, you you expect something from somebody else so they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're taking a benefit, you're dependent on somebody. That's not very manly. That's something you it's got not very Yeah, think about what you're saying. Look in the mirror, think about what you're saying. You know, so all of these things, you know, I'm not gonna tell people no dreams and say, Oh, you go out and buy cars and everything with this process. I don't come from that background. Listen to how I'm talking. Everybody listen to me on the air. Listen to how I'm talking. Do I come from a background yeah. from somebody trying to discharge traffic tickets or set off a mortgage? I don't come from that background. Right. That's not my background. My background is helping people get out of prison. Yeah, I, I I see that. You know, that's why that's one of the main that's reasons why I started You know what I'm saying? It just so happens mm-hmm. that administrative processes are exactly the same for criminal and civil matters. It shows you that in creditors in their bonds. Where do you think I got it from? I give y'all every document that I got something from. I give you every document. Right. I like I did that lawgiver video. That's one of that that document was included amongst the first documents that I read. So like when Moore started saying that yeah, UCC shit was was crazy, I'm like, what are you talking about? When I was studying this, I had a lot of Moorish information and these brothers was cold blooded with the UCC. They understood uh-huh. principle. I'm showing that lawgiver. I mean that brother is he was he was nice. He had his his uh principles down his maxims of law you know he supported everything he was saying and it was well written it was written in an orderly uh the, the the way the information was presented was in an orderly fashion seven parts i'm like Shh, right what are you talking about so you know i was i was confused i was like man i'm confused what are y'all talking about it's confusing to me what you're saying you know it's like, so I understand what's commerce, understand what's nationality. And somewhere along the line, nationality and commerce start butting heads. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they, they, these ain't really the same thing, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody, really... everybody focus on like fairy tale stuff in this, in this thing instead of reality of it. Right. You know, and I'm like, they, man, they look, this is the... commerce. This is dealing with commercial matters, you know, nationality. You know, everybody, while, while they're both trying to accomplish the same thing, get away from this 14th Amendment citizen and establish yourself in your own sovereign capacity in some way. I understand what the Moors are saying, because when you read the Dred Scott case I, and the 14th Amendment, it all, it's almost like black people cannot be citizens of this country without the 14th Amendment. All right. So now, well, what other option do we got? Well, there's a treaty with Morocco. And we're not blacks under there. We weren't brought to this country on slave ships because that's what's outlined in the Dred Scott case, that y'all are Africans that were brought overseas on boats in chains and come in here as property, mm-hmm. a shadow property. All right, so the Moors are saying, well, that ain't our history. We got the history show. We was already over here. We were helping y'all with right. shit and everything like that, which is true. I'm not saying any of that is not true, okay? Um and I understand exactly what they're saying. I think sometimes what I see, though, is that while that is pertinent, I think what they miss sometimes is, look, 
white people are having the same damn problem. They for sure wasn't brought over here in chains. All right. They 14th Amendment yeah. citizens too. You know what I'm saying? They got, you know, they going through they the same too. thing. Right? It ain't no nationality thing, per se. They, they, they lock up. They In federal prison, they got Moors in there, Nation of Islam, Hebrew Israelites, Jehovah's Witnesses. Right? Every group out here on the street that you see talking, they got some representation in them federal prisons and everything. All right? Long yeah. white people too. All them two, they in there too. Just not as abundant as black people, but they in there too. Hillbillies. My first time seeing a hillbilly was in there. I didn't even know they really existed. I say, man, this is authentic <laughs> hillbilly. This is a real hillbilly. I mean, hill, they were cool as hell though. Moonshine. Right. You know, stuff like that. So this, yes, y'all real hillbillies. Real from the Tennessee mountain hill, way deep out there, and butt buck up in the mountain in the cloud. Hillbilly using some sort of steel to make moonshine. All right, mm. in that, right? they got every. I say, how did the feds get way the fuck out in the woods like that? You know, what I'm saying? like <laughs> the feds, <laughs> the feds call it now. That do you know? They'll do the feds. What they will go wherever they need to go. They will go wherever they need to go. I right? understand that and trust them on that fact. So. Your perception is going to be a little different. So those are things, you know, I'm just saying I'm doing this live, long diatribe just basically to tell all my listeners to understand who I am and everything. You know, I get the questions and I see the questions and everything, but I try to keep it simple. You know, I'm not going to try to tell you to do nothing complex. Educate yourself. Read. Get, fall back in love thing. reading. My biggest thing that I'm having to deal with in doing this is people have not fallen back in love with reading. That is the problem. That's the number one issue I have. Yeah, it's like people yeah. do not want to read. It's not that they can't read. They just don't want to. They they feel they ain't got time or, you know, they didn't got the energy to do it or it's just too much trouble use of, or I don't want to read this on this computer screen. Hell, we was printing stuff out, had a little, like, little binder and read it like that. You know, whatever it is that you need to do, okay, people always start getting serious unless they got a problem or something. But there's nothing that's going to take the place of you educating yourself. I cannot take the place of you self-educating yourself. You got to educate you. It has to be a part of you. That's only going to come through your efforts. It's not going to come from any effort on my part. You call me all you want to and ask all the questions you want. But it's not going to happen like that. It's going to come through repetitive. You know, you've been involved in this subject and, and, and an earnest desire to want to be free and earnest and free from what? Free from fear. Free from fear. Okay. You have this earnest desire. Okay. To understand what is happening. And once you do that, you're going to get a different understanding of politics. You're going to look at that differently. You're going to look at history differently. You're going to look at everything differently. You're going to see like, wow, this is all centered around some group of people putting us in slavery by using debt. As the as the means of accomplishing it, and really at the end of the day, it ain't black and white. You know they don't give a damn about black and white. All right, they only they only give a damn about themselves and everybody else. And if they can keep everybody mm-hmm. else in each other's throat, all the better for them. And that's the any means. I throw homosexuality in there, black and white. You know, rip up families. You know, just all kind whatever I need to do to keep people. Uh, uh, a disengaged and discombobulated and at each other's neck. 
all the better. Yeah, for me, that's no matter that's what exactly it is. what they be, man. And it's it's crazy. You see it in the school system and everything now. Like they got kids, but you know, they 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 can't dress a certain way. They gotta, you know, it's it's crazy, man. It's you gotta, crazy. you got, yeah, you have to, you know, you gotta like really get yourself to another level. And you know that that grant that you know you got to get rid of some things. You got to get rid of some prejudice in you too. You know if you have a prejudice, mm-hmm. you know you got to work on that. You know because you're bringing that into your space. It's the white yep. man. It's uh, uh, we under white supremacy. Okay, well you keep right, saying that. You got to learn how to get a respect for words. That's another thing. Like when you start getting a respect for words, you're gonna have a respect for what you put down on this paper. You're gonna understand. Why they don't want you to file a UCC one? They understand the power of words. Mm-hmm. They understand the power of words. Once you start understanding, there is an esoteric element to all of this that what we're doing, the spell casting and things like that. Either way, you doing it knowingly or unknowingly. All of you are spell casters. You the right. spell caster that knows what you're doing, or you're a spell caster that don't know what you're doing, because the universe and nature. Don't recognize the fact that you know or don't know what you're doing. It just responds. Right. So you keep exactly. saying, well, we're under white supremacy. Well, guess what? You're focusing on white supremacy. So you're going to keep living under white supremacy. The way to get rid of something is to replace it with something else. Not to talk about it. You talk about exactly. what you want to replace it with. So if you want to get rid yep. of white supremacy... You talk about black unity. And that's all yeah. you talk about. Right. You don't even involve the negative part of it. You involve the positive. You don't even involve yourself, you keep yourself with that. You don't even involve yourself right. with it. You want to get rid of black supremacy, then just keep your focus on black unity. Yep. And I study these Jews. When you look up there in New York and Brooklyn, they don't even let the they don't even have no television set. They kids don't mm. don't watch television or nothing like that. I'm like, golly, they keep that influence away. All the stuff that they giving to you, they keep away from their children. And your children are your future. They're your future. I had a got a news report on my phone today. I had eight young boys here in Atlanta. They going to prison because they arrested. They okay. They ordered a pizza. And robbed the pizza mm-hmm. delivery man and robbed him of his cell phone, probably about $25 in a damn pizza. Is that worth ruining your life? What is with these young men that you feel like you need to ruin your life over $25 a pizza and a damn cell phone? Eight of you. Man, that's, that's, a, that's the big problem. The youth, man, they're not, they not being educated properly. You know? no they don't, they don't understand. There ain't no fathers in these homes, man. Let me tell you something. I grew yeah. up in a single parent household. My mama, she could she could raise hell. My mama was a hell raiser. But I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> it didn't it didn't stop me. I mean, even what? the level of fear I had of her did not affect me to the point to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. My father could what? have that kind of impact on me, but not my mama. Right. And my mama, you know what I'm saying? You know, I respected my mother and everything, but still, you know, it's like the older you get, 
that you were ex ex con or ex felon or something like that. I did not know. Yeah. Okay, it, 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 it was to yeah, the point you like you the scum. It, it, you and and you know what? Almost all my friends who've been to the Fed, all of them are they own, own their own business because that's the only ro- road you got left. You gotta, you know, because what I had to do when I seen that I couldn't get a job, I had to pick something. I said I'm gonna learn how to do this real estate. And I just threw myself in it every day. I did it off the rip too because I saw how they was treating me. I was like, wow. I mean, it was like shocking, you know, like. Mm-hmm. They, like in interviews and shit, the shit they would say, you know, and shit like that, because they got almost like, you know, just like I'm like, God damn, you know, I even know they say nothing like that to a person in an interview, and so you learn that and you see that, and I know what people are going through, and the other general public doesn't understand it, doesn't know what Unicor is in in the feds, or how what slavery is, what's re- what's really going on, how uh, that Thirteenth right. Amendment. Left the door open, open for them to make anything illegal. So they, so as long as they need slaves, they can make anything illegal they want because we need slaves to come in and work for these corporations. And once you get the big right. picture, then you know, okay, it's like, look, I'm trying to wake everybody up and help you protect yourself against this. But it's very hard it's sometimes. A, to be honest it, with you, I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, I think this is going to be my last run on this right here because. I don't see where I'm being that effective, and maybe it's time for me to do something else. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's time for me to do something. I have those thoughts. You know, maybe it's time for me to do something yeah. else because, you know, it's like especially when you start getting all these people trying to entrap you, um, you don't right. really see that. Okay, you see some people, they are grasping it and everything, but you see the same repetitive questions over and 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 over again. It's like, damn, damn, man, how many times I got to say the same thing over and over again? He said, okay, I see this is not working the way I thought it was going to work. Try to put together a membership site. You know, just do things like that in an attempt to try to wake people up and make them understand what's going on because it comes from the heart. Because I was in there. I was around other human beings. I see what's going on. I, it ain't, I ain't having some secondhand. Ain't nobody telling me what's going on. I saw what was going on. So I'm telling you, learn your rights. I, it really had to hit me and impact me that how many people out there even read the Constitution? I mean, you live in this country right. and you don't, ain't read the Constitution. You ain't read your state Constitution. Okay, those are your rights. Those are your protect. That's where it starts. Not with no damn statutes. Not with no code section or nothing like that. It starts with that constitution. And you ain't even read it to see what your protected rights and what your constitutional rights are. Yeah, man. Most most people don't even they don't even care, you know what I mean, to, to educate themselves. They just want to get out the situation. They just wanna you know, they just wanna have a, a solution for they is actually having discussions of trying to like get rid of the constitution now. The only way I can see that that could happen, like gun rights. I'll take gun rights, for example. When I'm mm-hmm. looking at all these debates in there about gun rights, and I'm always thinking in my mind, is the American people dumb or what? Gun rights is to protect us from the government, right? Because you have a right to take back your government and change it into another form if you want to. How are you going to do that if they all got all the guns and you got nothing? They definitely got all the guns. So they, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like they got all the guns and everything. So it's like I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, America was built off guns. You know, you got these school shootings and stuff like that. You know, I saw a lot of that stage 
and all like that. You got to keep create the problem so they can offer you the solution. But the solutions they right. be offering, I'm like, it can only be this can only in my mind. I said, man, this can only be said to an uneducated public. And then they look at the uh, comments under you know videos and everything where people be talking about. I'm like, man, you know, you can just see the evidence of how dumbed down society is. I'm like, man, nobody knows their rights. Nobody knows. You'll you'll see, uh, like, they'll post a video, maybe a traffic stop or something. They'll have, like, 2,000 comments. Not one single person will mention the Constitution or nothing like that, what your rights are. They'll just be giving their input right. on it. It won't be coming from any type of source that can be, you know, that, you know, that can be valid. And no type of valid source. It'll just be off the top of their head or something like that. So, you know, it's like, you're seeing all of that. It's like, man, it's like, it's a big-ass job. And you wonder sometimes, like, I don't think, I just think we on the losing. If you want my sincere thing, I, got, I feel like we on the losing end of this deal. I got I really one quick do. question about that, though, right? Go so ahead. You know that they, they operate outside of the Constitution. They operate on a private contract, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So, how do you hold them to the Constitution if they're operating outside of the Constitution? You got to stop using all their benefits and privileges. The ben- Okay, first, let's look at government. What is the foundation? What was government established for? What were they established for? Um, they were established, I believe they were established to, uh, well, to govern the, the, the people what, what, that needed yeah, okay, it pretty well, much. Let me, let me change that. What is the government's fundamental duty to the people? I'll tell you what it is. It's protect your property, your life, your liberty, and your property. Right. That's it. Okay. Now, in 1933, under Franklin Delano Roosevelt, they came with all these programs, these New Deal programs. Now, that's something else. Okay. That's a business startup. Okay. We're going to do something else that's outside of our job description. Right. Okay. You see what I'm saying? That's outside your job description. We didn't institute government for that. But everybody now thinks that that's what government is for, but that's not what it's for. So it, it, it's just a law of life. Okay, you depend on us. We get to make the rules. All right, we got to take care of you. That is what the whole socialist, when you understand socialism, which is what Social Security is, is some sort of socialist thing. Okay. At the root of it is the elimination of private property. You got, you see this guy, they were in 1984, uh, uh, a new world order, all these books that was written and all this kind of stuff uh-huh. in there is the total of the number one theme of all those books is the total elimination of privacy. That's what it is. I, I got to get rid of all the privacy. All right. If, if your rights are where on the private side. Right. The total elimination right, right of privacy is the total right. elimination that what they're saying is we don't want y'all to have no rights. And I can understand their view, but we're going to form a society, okay? We're going to have rules, all right? Because you feel like this is the best way to govern an orderly society, okay? Is to have everything in the public and subject to our oversight, okay? And every I just watched a, a movie where it's on Netflix, where every uh, total elimination of sight, they put implants in everybody's eyes and everything with video cameras, and everybody in the country. 
I, I, I don't know. It's not Black Mirror. It's another video though. It's called uh, okay. what is it called? Yeah, somebody might call and tell me. And I'm looking at that. There, nobody has no privacy. None. They every every minute of oh, everybody. I, I know what movie you're talking about. I know exactly recorded. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's recorded. they record everything. They record everything. Yeah. So if you murder somebody, they got it recorded. Everything is recorded. The total elimination yeah. of privacy. Then they put this on Netflix for you. Okay. And then they had what the one I guy am, trying to go dark. Right. Well, people don't understand down and all that. Uh, what they call, in my opinion, what they call conservatives are kind of like the defenders of privacy to a degree. And where the left the, or the progressive liberals are for the destruction of privacy. And a lot of mm-hmm. liberals, what they don't understand is they, they want these rights. Like, you know, we should recognize homosexuality or, or gay rights and things like that. Okay, well, that has to do with the public. Because you can't stop nobody from discriminating in the private. Discrimination in the private is perfectly lawful. Okay? Perfectly lawful for somebody to discriminate privacy. If they got a private business, don't have nothing to do with the government, they want to discriminate against you, they can. Okay? And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand public. They'll march and pick it in protest, and I know that you bargain and pick it in protest and get something private. They got the right to discriminate. All right? The uh, the equal protection clause only only protects in the public, but if we can eliminate privacy totally, then it applies to everything because there ain't no privacy. Okay, so that's the mm-hmm. game, that's the war that's being waged, and most of the people they ignorant of that fact. They don't understand that the war that's being waged is against privacy, total total elimination of privacy, total elimination of your rights, total subjection to an artificial world created by them. This is the Luciferian, what they call the Luciferian conspiracy, because the only way Lucifer can be God, he can't be God over the natural world. The natural world already got a God. He got to create an artificial world. So it got to be artificial reality, artificial food, artificial everything, artificial laws. Everything's artificial. Right. And we'll place you directly in that artificial world where you're going to be under complete subjection, okay, of somebody else other than where you should be standing, which is in your natural state, subject only to the laws of God, nature and law, nature's God. Hmm. Yeah, I, bro, that's, that's, that's exactly, you know what I mean, what it's about, man. They, they, they try to take you out of your natural state. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying. You yeah, know? everything, everything, unnatural food, everything. Just pay attention. Yep. You know, that makes them their money. They don't, they can't make a lot of money selling you food you got to grow. They can make a lot of money selling food that they can create in a damn laboratory. They can make it as fast as they can. Man, what? Put all type of hormones and everything. All kind of stuff. So this is what we're dealing with. But hey, man, look, I got a lot of people online. Let me get, let me get. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, didn't, I appreciate your time, brother. I appreciate it, man. I, uh, I had, I had, I had know. to rant for a little while. I had to rant, get that out there. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. All right, peace. All right. peace, peace. Let me go to phone lines, 909-8259. You're on the line. This is your favorite California notary. <laughs> hey! Alicia <laughs> What's, Elise, what's, what's up? going on, Miss Frisbee? How you doing? Not much. 
I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. I'm doing good. What's I hear happening? you. I hear you over there ratting. What's going? I had a friend of mine. You know, he was listening in. He's driving right now, but um, I wanted to touch on something you said earlier um, about those bonds, and right. uh, and and I know this is what. Way off the subject of what you guys were talking about, because that was just like real. No, no, you can you can talk about the bonds. Go ahead. I, I don't mind. Go ahead. Um, what what do you mean? So you know, I, I get a lot of people asking me questions um, out of that group about um, sending packages and stuff to the treasury. You know, I sent my bond in, and mm-hmm. my first question to them is, what did you back your bond with? I mean, you can't if you if you if you're sending in a bond and you don't have it, um, you haven't placed any value on that bond. What are you sending it to the treasury for, for them to do? What? What, 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 let me because, ask you a question. What the, what the government back their bonds with? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm asking you a question. What oh, okay. is the government? What is the government back their bonds with? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> The birth certificate. Labor, yeah, the birth certificate just rep- the birth certificate just represents oh. somebody is alive. We got this many live bodies, okay? Right. We're gonna establish a minimum wage, okay? So the lifetime of this person's labor is projected to be worth X, Y, and Z, okay? If somebody just worked minimum wage their entire life, there's some amount. In the future, mm-hmm. on average, everybody die. They got an average retirement at what? They didn't set these numbers. Retirement sixty five. Right. All right, they got these numbers. All right, so they they can project up front, do some sort of actuary table or something like that, and they can basically on average out what the average person is worth in the United States. Nobody really right. knows what you're going to be worth. But we got to average what the average human, every human being that's born is worth something through his labor. All right, so we can go and borrow money against that. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Okay, are you telling me, I want you to think about this, that you can leverage my labor without my permission, but I can't do it for myself? <laughs> Oh, in other words, you say I can't write a bond and use my labor as an asset to back my bond, my future. It's a, first of all, all bond meaning is promise. That's what bond means. Look it up. Bond, first, first, first sense of the word is promise. Then you get to expand it uh-huh. when you talk about the instruments and things like that. Look it up in a dictionary for the word promise. It's a promise to pay. My word is bond. It's a promise. Right. I, I promise you, government. For the next 30 years, I pledge my $100 million worth of my labor. Can anyone tell you what you're worth? No. Hell, Bill Gates mm-hmm. worth more than $100 million. Right. It's a 1,000 people, as a matter of fact, on Forbes' list, worth more than $100 million. That's, we got 1,000 billionaires. Okay? So the thing is, is nobody can tell me what I'm going to be worth in the future. So I'm pledging it's a future for the next 30 years. I'm pledging $100 million. Okay, that has value. It has value. Where did it come from? I put it in my collateral description on my UCC1. Mm-hmm. You want to call it hypothecated or what? There ain't no money. <laughs> what, is any, what is the value for anything that is circulating in our country comes from? It comes from having an interest 
through a contract and a thing. In other words, if I get a lien against your house, okay, let's say you and me, you you know, you borrow some money from me. You say, yo, you buddy, a hundred thousand dollars. I said, what? You got some collateral? Well, I got about one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of equity in my house. I said, okay, I'll give you the hundred thousand, but I'm gonna put a lien on your house for the hundred thousand. I'm gonna charge you three percent interest. You don't pay me well, back. That's how mortgage works. Huh? That's how mortgage works. Exactly the same thing. So now, once you go, you're gonna give me what to represent our agreement. You're gonna give me a promissory note and a mortgage. Right. That promissory note. Now they got something called the discount mortgage market. Discount. Well, I can now. Mm-hmm. Let's say I got your note. Okay, I got your note. It's a hundred thousand dollars. Now I, I owner financed it. Okay, it was just me. I financed it myself. But I run into some hard times. You ain't did nothing wrong. You've been abiding by the contract. You've been paying your thousand dollars a month or whatever it is on time every month. But I got this. No, I need more than that. I, you know, my daughter just had an accident. I need seventeen thousand dollars, I to pay the hospital bill. But I got now. I got yeah. enough money to pay it. But I got this hundred thousand dollar note that you gave me. I can go over to someone else and say, "Look, Alicia Grisby, she is paying me a thousand dollars a month. She got to do it for the next thirty years." And the maturity date, that's the maturity date, and it is about 100000 I said, you give me $70,000, and I'll let you have the $100,000 note. He'll take it, and he's going to give it to me. Banks do this all the time. A lot of people get letters. Say, hey, look, you know, somebody else is taking over your mortgage. They sold that mortgage right. to somebody else at a discount. All right? That's how it works. It's value. Right, it's the value in it. It's value. Okay, the value is okay. I got an interest in the house. That's the collateral. Okay, so this has value. So I can go take that to them. Okay, and I get seventy thousand dollars. Seventy thousand dollars discounted, make it attractive. They're gonna say now they rate the paper. How they rate it? They're gonna say, well, she has she ever been late on her payment? I say she's been perfect. They say, okay, well, you know, it's a low interest rate. I ain't no high. Ain't a lot of high risk. So I could ask for more money on it. Ain't a lot of high risk. You're not a high risk. All right, so you ain't paper. A person, okay, well, they've been missing, they been missing payments. Okay, this is C paper. They miss payments every other month or late all the time. All right, yeah, high right. risk. Okay, that's the game. It's interesting things, okay? The whole game is about interesting things to give value to the coach. No Federal Reserve notes are backed by some sort of thing, some sort of interest in something, whether it be people's labor or their property. All the property's been encumbered. They can't got no more property to give them in the United States. They got all of that. Oh, oh see, your background up. noise is loud. That's okay. So you're doing the same thing. When you see your bond in, in that collateral description, Okay, that's uh-huh. what you're pledging. The collateral script, okay, I pledge. What is the pledge? The pledge is, okay, I'm pledging this to you. I'm pledging all of my property that I have encumbered, that I have an interest in. I'm pledging it to you. I'm putting it in trust for you. That's what you're really doing with the Treasury Department. You're putting it in trust right. for him. Right. He got a fiduciary, and you go, he's going to do it. That's where the value, because we're having a discussion about value. That's what this question is. Where does the value come from? Where does the value right. come from? Anything is interest in a thing. 
Value comes from interest in a thing because there is no money. There's no money of exchange. There's only money of account. We deal with debt paper. Somebody has to owe you something. You hear Trump say it all the time. I love debt. Robert Kiyosaki, I love debt. They understand it. They understand the game. They deal in debt. The negative side of the ledger. So that's where it's coming from. I hope I explained that good enough for you. You know, you're doing the yeah, same thing. I wanted you to explain it because I was talking to someone last night and, you know, he couldn't figure out why he sent his um, instruments off for, I mean, his, uh, his bills off for, for, for offset. And so I was asking him, you know, exactly how did he set up his paperwork and what did he back his bonds by? Because he doesn't even have his birth certificate. <laughs> he doesn't have any well, of that stuff. Yeah, so I mean, he basically I mean, just created some stuff and sent and it in. He's listening. So I want to yeah, hear and you know, that's, I want that's what a lot of people they'll say, well, we don't need to do no UCC process, and they just want to issue promissory notes. And a promissory note will work. Um, I use Usually when you do a secure party process, you're going to use a bill of exchange. Now, when you read the IRS, the IRS don't take no promissory note right, because right. they understand. Right? It's, just, it's just a blank promise to pay. Now, it's a negotiable instrument. It doesn't have to be backed by anything. It's still up to, it's still up to the person receiving that instrument whether they want to take it or not. Right? Because, but it's a higher risk. Why? Because it's not backed by anything. Okay. But if there's some collateral backing it, I can put a little bit. You go to the bank and you try to get a loan. First thing they want to know is what type of collateral you got. That's true. They want to asset. Where the assets at? Because we ain't in the business of taking risks, sir. We don't take risks. Banks don't take risks. We in the, we in the business of making money. You want $100,000 from us? Where's the collateral? What can we put a lien on before we get this money? That's going to guarantee that we're going to get our money back. <laughs> That's, That's true. it. They only interested in the collateral. They only interested in the collateral. So you got a collateral description on your UCC1. All right. And it's like, I'm pledging all of this. And the fact is, the fact of the matter is, you're a private individual. All uh, Nothing in commerce in America shakes without a, something being signed on something. All you have to do is stop and think, everybody listening to this call, think every day how many times you sign your name. Right. Does a day go by that you don't sign your name on something? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> you know, I, I think this is interesting that you, uh, the topic is invisible contracts, because let me tell you, in, in that group, I made a, a, a post about uh, public and private. And what I said was, you know, a lot of these processes people are using, they're getting in trouble because they're trying to mix public and private. They are. And what I said, Most the what I said do that. was, most of newbies do that. <laughs> and I, I got I got called a government agent. I got called all kind of stuff. So uh, No, she's not a government agent. I've been knowing her for a long time. <laughs> not a government agent. I have been knowing her I for mean, some that, years. I, got, 
I got called a government agent. I'm like, look here. I said, just I said, if if you had a driver's license, if you had a license to operate a forklift, um, does that mean that you represent the forklift company? No, it just means you're operating the forklift. And that's exactly what I do. I don't have a notary license. I have a commission. That's just what I do for a living. I'm a mom. What you do for a living? I'm not. You have, but you gotta learn. You got to learn how to parcel out your life, though, where you understand what part of your life is private and what part of your life is public. public. You know, like like I say, everybody's private. Like, if you got a job, you may want to set you up a private trust. You know what I'm saying? And then, But you got to understand how to keep that private trust separate. That's called trust administration. Okay? If it's a private trust, it has to remain private. All right? And then you got your public life. You got your income coming over here. And maybe after that income has been taxed, uh, you shifting it over into a trust, okay, or whatever. You can, you can. They're not mixing them. You're just moving something from the public into the private, okay. You can't right, mix the right. Exactly. Now, now let me speak on that. When I first started, I was mixing public and private. You know, I was, I was mm-hmm. writing papers. I was writing like, um, like court papers, and I'd be putting the code sections and all that in there. And then I'd be talking about uh-huh. I'm a private this and that. You know, you're just mixing it all. You don't know what you're doing because you don't know that you don't know how they separate. You don't really have it clear uh-huh. in your mind. And most of these gurus don't know because they just be talking about private, but they ain't really telling them what I, I didn't hear that one person show people this chart until I came along. I had not one guru show anybody nothing on what separates right. the public from the private. Okay. And that's why that's what it was. It's like when I finally found that chart, that chart was the most important thing that ever came into my life. That chart that shows me public and private. Once I saw that chart, everything became uh-huh. clear. Everything became I said, man, I see what that is. And then slowly I had to begin to understand equity. And I had to begin to understand contracts. Okay, okay, contracts uh-huh. are just getting equity. Okay, that's why you can't you okay. Oh, as a private person, everything you do has to do with contracts. Everything you have uh-huh. to do is deal with contracts. Everything. All right? You ain't dealing with no statutes. You're dealing with contracts. All right? That's why you're dealing, doing the administrative process. Because you're forming a contract, and that contract trumps that statute. That's right. Contract trumps the Constitution. That's right. <laughs> hmm Absolutely. And so, you know, what, what, I, what I said was, you know, you guys are, are mixing pro- uh, public and private. And you got to think about it. If you go to work every day, you work for shredded truck driving services, and they're taking taxes, I guess what? You're not private. If your kids go to public school, you're not private. If you walk up into uh, Kaiser Hospital and you got health insurance that they're taking out your check, guess what? You're not private. You cannot do private processes against public stuff. You got to get rid of it or solve it, you know, it, the way it is, and then deal with it in the private. Yeah, and, that, make and that's any what sense. it's not until, and then, but see, once you understand it, you'll start to slowly know how to do it. You know, it's like yeah. right now, you know, like one of the first things I try to get people to understand is you really need to start le- learn how to start your own business because the United yeah. States is a business. The tax laws are written for businesses. They're not written for employees. They're written for businesses. Everything in in the United States of America, you either have a business or you work for somebody who does. That's it. 
right, that's it. And let me okay, get, so, let me get your thought on this. This the, the Social Security Administration. Okay, so um, I'm 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 getting a lot of questions about how to cancel your Social Security number. Okay, now if you understand the hierarchy of you know how the record keeping system is. The social security number is like something you're gonna have the hardest time trying to cancel, and this is well. This here, is this, here it is. With, but I want to okay. get. I want to get your opinion I'm, I'm, on I'm it. I'm gonna ask this: When you close a bank, I I, I got a, a closed bank account at a bank. Uh-huh. The bank uh-huh. account. Now I can go up to the bank and I can give them the account number, and they can still access the account, and I can even reopen it if I want to. So right. does closing does closing an account number make it go away? Nope. Okay. First thing you have to understand is what is the definition of a closed account? A closed account is means that it's closed for credits and debits, but open for offset and adjustment. Meaning, uh-huh. I, when you give notice to the SSN, I, that number's not going anywhere. What you're saying is ain't gonna be no more credits or debits. In other words, I'm not taking no more benefits and privileges. I'm not I'm not depositing anything back into Social Security, uh-huh. and I'm not taking anything uh-huh. else out of it. It's closed. It's effectively closed, but it remains open for adjustment and set off. Okay, so you're just sending a notice up to the uh, Social Security Administration. It, they're not gonna delete the account. It's not gonna go anywhere. The status right. of it is going to change. Okay, it's going to show that this account, we've been informed that no more debits or credits will be used on this account number anymore. However, it will be used for set-off purposes, which is what that exemption ID came from. I'm using that to Uh set off again. Because everybody is, that represents your estate in the public. That's why they want everybody to have a social security number. When they when they put a lien again, when you get arrested, you get a traffic ticket, everything is connected to your social security number. Your driver's license. Everything uh-huh. is connected to your social security number. That's the estate in the public. Okay? That's what everybody wants an interest in. Uh-huh. They want an interest in that. Okay, because they know that that has money in it. It's a it's a public charitable trust. So your share of interest in it, they're not gonna take no money out of it. All they gotta do is put a lien against, and then they can convert that into a bond and they can trade it. Okay, that's what it is. I mean, it's simple economics. It's not too difficult to understand. You know, they don't shut it down. It's called a closed account. But that don't mean it disappeared. It just means it's not you're not getting any debits or credits to it anymore. I'm not using that number anymore. Not for that purpose. That's what it means when you say you closed. Right, and you let the so SSN know that when you write them, you let them know that I'm severing any type of presumptive contract because y'all gave me this number and didn't give me full disclosure about the ramifications of accepting this number. Right, so I'm formally okay. noticing you that I'm not desirous to participate in Social Security anymore. All right, and I'm claiming an interest on that number because I have contributed to it. Okay, it's my number. Uh, I, I, my, I have contributed some of my labor to it, so I have an interest in it, and that interest I'm going to encumber, and I'm going to transfer that to the Secretary of the Treasury. Okay, I'm going to make him the fiduciary, because here's at the end of the day, this is what it is. You don't know how none of that stuff works behind the scenes. As a private right. citizen, you're not supposed to be doing nothing because everything is prepaid. And believe it or not, they are moving toward a world like that. 
they are moving toward a world yeah. where you don't have to do nothing. They're going to have artificial intelligence doing everything. All right. Their utopia, oh, yeah. that they, the utopia that they're trying to bring into existence is where you don't have to do nothing. Okay. They're going to reduce oh, yeah. the population. Got to be a population reduction <laughs> for it to happen. But AIs, when you see them bringing all these AIs and everything, who you think that's for? Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. Ain't for you, all right? And we and we need to get rid of all these useless eaters. Because what that means is we got somebody, we got another slave labor to take your place. And so what that for the rest of y'all? We don't need y'all no more. Right. Yep, I've been reading some stuff up on that too. That's why they got all these robots that look like that look AI, like humans. They know. got AI. Oh. They got artificial intelligence insurance right now that's supposed to be real mm-hmm. low. I'm gonna investigate it. They advertising it right now. Insurance is ran by artificial intelligence. I we I keep telling everybody by 2028, AI is going to be in everybody's everyday life. It's gonna be it's gonna be full blown by 2028. You gonna see artificial, you gonna see robots walking around looking like humans and everything. Twenty twenty eight. You heard it right here first. Yeah, I by believe eight you. More, by, by nine more years. I, I I totally believe you. I totally believe you. Already got the cars driving themselves. Yeah. Ian Musk, he's already building that tunnel out there in California for. These electric cars, you know, Elon Musk is electric. These Tesla cars and everything. I, when I went, I went and test drove one of those cars, I in California because that's where it was when it first came out. And I'm like, man, this is the future. They, I mean, gas automobile cars are on the way out. I can, I'm, they're gonna get as much money as they can from everybody before it go totally black. But uh-huh. Tesla is was the the bail. For a new age, okay, and those Teslas, trust me, that is the car of the future. You know what? I have a friend that's that's looking at buying one. You know what? I don't really trust that because I feel like if um, they try to take the take us off the power grid, all of that, those electric cars and all that electric stuff, it's gonna be just useless. A hunk of metal. They're gonna be solar powered. They're gonna be solar powered. They're gonna be solar powered. All right, and let me say this. Yeah, they can take you off the grid because at the end of the day, what did I say? They want a society that is totally under control. Yeah. Totally under control. The elimination of privacy. All right. They want to put a chip. They already, the, the chip, we were studying the chip back in 1990. You know, Bill, William Cooper in his book, Bold and Pale Horse. He got it right there in 1991. Look on television right now. Yeah. They are putting chips in everybody's body because it is convenient. Okay? All your medical records are on it. All your bank account information. Every, all you have to do is wave your hand over something. You need to take, and that matter of fact, and I was just talking to the guy before. Okay, when you look at that movie uh-huh. where, where there's no privacy, my man went up to buy a hot dog. He didn't even reach in his pocket to pull out any money. Just by him taking right. the hot dog, automatically the AI through his eye extracted the money out of yeah. his account. All he did was just take the hot dog yeah. and walk off. <laughs> the money was automatically deducted out of his account. Right. Y'all need to look at these shows because right. they're telling you what's coming. 
Right. And stop thinking it's science you know, fiction. People, people, people don't believe people don't believe this stuff that you know they be telling telling the truth in plain sight. They inundate they inundating you with this stuff. And like well, you ain't gonna have no excuse not to know it's not coming. They plastering yeah. it all over Netflix. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Man. But anyway, you know, I wonder what kind of I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep you all because uh, th- that last um, that last conversation was really really good and I was just real off into it but I'm gonna call back again I'm almost at my destination I'm meeting okay. with a gentleman in a few minutes and we're gonna talk about some uh, some car title stuff you know the the manufacturer certificate of origin oh, origin yeah the magic manufacturer yeah. certificate like I was telling somebody I was like um, you know I talked to some some people who got theirs, you know, he's saying, you know, he was breaking it down to me, you know, he was telling me, he said, look, uh-huh. man, you know, automobiles, you don't own that car. That's why I put that nope. video out, who owns your car? Because, you know, he, yep. I learned that a long time ago. He was like, you don't own this car. That's why they just say, they got the MSO to it. That's the real title. You got a certificate of title. Uh-huh. They call it a certificate of title, not title. All right. So the title is the title is with the state. They own the car. That's why they can make you get insurance and do all this stuff to it because they the owners of it. You're not. That's right. And that and I'm helping somebody get theirs. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm gonna be meeting with him in about uh, 15 minutes. But you know, the person that the car belongs to, you know, I was telling him, you know, we could order that 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 chain of title and the MCO all day long. But if you don't know how to enforce that stuff, you, you just have paper in your hand. So I'm trying to get him to just really read up on it and, you know, um, understand how it works. Of course, we're going to add that into his trust. But at the same time, you can't just, you know, have a piece of paper and don't know how to enforce it or don't know what it's, what it's all about. Yeah, I had a troll post on my uh, video. He said, the MSO ain't what you're saying. It's just this. I said, okay, well, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> it's not important to give it to me, you know. If the birth certificate is not important, why would I go to vital? I say, listen, it's not important. Give it to me. Why? Why, why are you cuffing it so hard if it's not important? Okay. If it's not important, just give okay, it to you me. Okay, you cuffing that bad boy, that bad you boy. You cuffing it real hard, you know. But then you go tell me it ain't worth that. Well, well, give it to me. Just give it to Sign me. Sign it on over. Just sign it all over. It's important to me. It may not be important to you, but it is to me. So, uh, well, uh, this one you start seeing the real truth. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, yeah, well, you know, we can't. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, nah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, let me go to the next call. Get this call. Uh. Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Right, good talking to you. Bye. Bye. All right, let me go to 985-3948, you're on the line. Going off. Nine eight five, Erico, hit your your mute button. What's going on, you? Hey, what's happening, man? What's going on? How's it going? Oh, man, I I, I can't make no noise, man. Just trying to to live, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to live. Man... What, what, what gives me though? Let me let me, let me add on to some some of the stuff that you're saying. With All right, go ahead. Point. Man, you got a whole SPC university on there. You got the training videos. 
I get so many calls about, well, how you do this? How you, hey, man, you if you're a platinum membership, don't, I mean, he got the training out there. The training is out there. I don't see how people, I, I just don't understand, man. I just don't get it. And sometimes when I read some of the, you know, people in the chat, I'll be like, damn, man, can he read? I, I mean, just go to the training session. Well, that, that's when I, I started. You know, I, re- I, that's why I read the documents now too. I started reading them because I understood one thing that came to me finally. I said, "Look, you have to read this stuff because we do live in a world that's fast-paced. Some people don't have time to read, but people will listen to an audio. I've been getting so many hits on them when I started doing them audios. That's when everything started changing because it was like I, I realized that people will listen to you." An audio, you know, and saying, listen to you read the document. So, you know, I did put out now. Some people sent me some uh, audios. I am working on them because I put out a thing in my in my group that if you want to read a document and you can record it with your phone and send it to me, then I will make a video out of that because I'm just one person. I can only make so many videos at a time. But if you have some subject you think would be valuable, uh, some document you think uh, an audio book will be real nice to have. You know, I put the words up too because I make you know people be like, well, Yusuf, you like I did something on how to um, sign your name without liability at the end. I made a mistake, and I said, well, you can't do this when you could do it. Something like that at the end, and people be thinking I intentionally did that. I'm like, I intentionally did it. I just I'm reading so much that I may skip over a word or say something wrong. I make I think there's a mistake in almost every video I make. And that's why I've been challenging myself to see if can I make a video and not make one error in the entire video. But I'm human and I make mistakes. But don't think I intentionally did it. The words are there on the screen. So if I didn't say something that's on that screen, the word is right there. And you see it. You know, that's why I put the words on the screen for you to read. Because, you know, I may have misread it. I may have made a mistake. I will admit that right. I make I see I see the mistake too. And every time I list go back and listen to the audio, I'm like, Ugh, I want to take this video down. But see what people don't understand, if you take a video down off YouTube, they subtract all those views. So if I take a video right. down with two hundred thousand views, I lose two hundred thousand views. And that's Dude, valuable correct. if you're if you're a channel operator. So you gotta kinda like just let it ride out, you know, and just kinda try to explain it. And just be more careful right, right, the and, next time, you know. Right, and, and that's and, how it is. You know what? Let me add, right, and let me not to cut you off. Let me add this to it. Under UCC three dash one hundred three, you entitled for the audio listen. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> and that mistake is a principle. It supplements the UCC. Yeah. I make I make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I try to tell you, I make mistakes. I know, you know, and, 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 you know, it's okay, you know, I, and I give some of the guys props because, you know, I do a 30-minute video. I'm like, damn, dude, you followed every word that I said in this video and saw where I made the mistake. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, right. give me some props. I mean, how many mistakes did I make? I made one. I made two. You know what I'm saying? Okay, how many did I make? Okay, I made some mistakes. All right. But that if they really, if you go and do that yourself, see how many mistakes you make, and then you'll see you'll begin to appreciate the effort it takes in putting something like that out, okay? Like, right. uh, like I'm doing the, the it's going to take me, like right now I'm doing the whole entire Dred Scott case. I just put up a Dred Scott 
little thing because somebody kept I kept getting this video from this chick. She said that white people hate us. I mean, they sent this to me in my inbox about 50 times. So I said, okay. I mean, everybody kept sending it to me. I said, so let me do a video on it, on Dred Scott, because I'd already planned to do a, because I feel like it is my duty to do a review of the entire Dred Scott case. So, but that's a three-hour read. That's three hours. Okay, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. I got to edit, do everything. Just reading the document is going to be three straight hours. I got to read it out loud. Right. And then I got to transcribe the words and then try to make it entertaining for you, meaning put some pictures in it, uh, stop and do explanations, uh, you know what I'm saying, do put music with it and do all of that. Okay, this is a this is a laborious activity, you know what I'm saying? It's not easy as people think. You know, it takes a no, lot of effort. So, you know, donations are all, all will always donations are inspiration. You get enough donations, like you know what, I I, I can do this and everything. I donated for it. But the thing is that people don't appreciate and work it takes into putting something like that out. That's a lot. That's a laborious type thing to do to put that all out. Read the entire case, and I'll give you a synopsis of it because I've read the, the Dred Scott case. Judge Taney, for y'all's information, because that says it's one of the most racist. It was one of the ter- most terrible um, decisions ever. And I read it, and I don't get that. I got. I'm gonna tell you what I got from it. Judge Taney was pointing out the hypocrisy. He was pointing out American hypocrisy. All right. And he was right. based off the rule of law, you know, because, you know, citizenship before the 14th Amendment, you had to be a state citizen. All right. So he went into each of these individual states, even in the North, where they claimed like they didn't want slavery. And he started pointing out like, yeah, you, you know, if you're in the North, y'all talking all this shit, but look at your laws. You got laws against whites marrying blacks and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, all, you know, y'all still got all these, you know, laws in place where y'all kind of look at blacks as a second rate citizen and everything, even though y'all claiming y'all against slavery and all this kind of stuff. But he was pointing out their hypocrisy, which during that time, okay, was kind of the general attitude of most white people. You know, they had this, you know, the profaning thought of the society. You got to take yourself back to the society we in now. All right. Now, me growing up into the, in the South, I understand that. All right. And I understand it. So I didn't look at it as racist. You know, I just kind of look like that's like, would you call a lion racist for being what it is? It's just a nature of what it was. So I look at it racist. I like, this is just who these people are, you know, and he's just basically pointing that out. He went to England and showed everybody's attitude. They was involved in the slave trade. He said, look, this was the prevailing attitude of white I, against blacks, okay? I, and, and so he just I, he, he let them know the Constitution wasn't written for y'all. Y'all wasn't contemplating. Uh, y'all wasn't contemplated when this document was put together. I, and he pointed out all the hypocrisy. He went into the hypocrisy. Okay, and of course that spurred the government to come in and do the 14th Amendment. I, and uh, well, it did the 13th Amendment first. And then, of course, it came with the 14th because of the black codes down in the South. Because, you know, white people still was like, okay, with the 13th Amendment, we still put their ass in slavery if they do a crime. So we just make everything a damn crime. Same thing they do in the day, basically. Because really, that 13th Amendment, I'm not going to say it needs to be rescinded. It needs to be amended. It needs to be amended. Right. That 13th Amendment needs to be amended. Slavery is right. still alive and well in 
the United States of America. That went nowhere. It's in the prison. All day long. All day long. Because here in Louisiana, I'm going to tell you, man, when I settled that case, and the, for the listening audience, y'all tendering these instruments out here, you better not put no route numbers on there. I'm telling you now. That's what yeah, I know it. Just, I, I don't put no route in. I mean, you, you, you don't have to. You don't have no, to. No. You don't have no. to. And, and when I put the raw numbers on there, and you, you my witness, and some whoever listening audience on here that know that know me, they know I was charged with that. I got a visit yeah. from the federal from the agency that come to my house. Do not put raw numbers on your instrument. If you put raw numbers on there, guess what? You deserve to get locked up because negotiable instruments do, does not carry raw numbers. None. And let me say this: and creditors, and creditors, and, and creditors in their bonds. It tells you clear as day: do not put routing numbers on your instruments. Those numbers are public. It tells you that, and creditors in their bonds. It tells you, don't put routing numbers on your instruments. Those numbers are public. And, and no, with all due respect to everybody, hey, I, I understand everybody trying to do their own little thing, and I understand that. I understand everybody's study, but. Yusuf, I've been following Yusuf for forever and a day, and I thank the Creator for for for, for him, show, you know, showing me, I mean, you know, guiding me to him. And I'm gonna tell you, everything that I've done, done or listen, the man, the man ain't been wrong since. I don't eat off everybody's table. <laughs> man, I, I, I appreciate I, I it, brother. No I don't find no gurus or none of that. And and, and Yusuf, no, I, I, I tell him this all the time. So. You know, I mean, I, I don't have to keep on telling him that. Man, a man is a beast. You know, Thank just, like you. Thing, just like on this YouTube, uh, uh, I think that was uh, uh, one of them YouTube videos where you say, Quentin Riley's is a beast. He got damn right I'm a beast. I ain't going to that. Yeah, you are too. You know, you are. I, I give you your props. You have, uh, you've come a long way and you definitely got a thorough understanding, but you know, you know, you put in the effort. You know, I can see you just night and day studying, 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 studying. And now you're at a place where you can kind of like you function on your own and see what's going on. You know, you got experience. You had interactions with the people and things like that. And that's what I try to tell people. You know, the object of my, my, what I'm doing is to get you a point where you can go off on your own. I want everybody under me forever. It's like you want, if, if the information is going to spread, I need to make gurus. You got to make gurus. You got to make other gurus. You know, people be gurus and everything. So you got to, if y'all notice, with my teaching style is to teach you how to learn. You know, it's like to teach you how to learn what to see. You know, that's where I get, that's my passion. Not so much how to fill out a form. Anybody can do that. Anybody can tell you how to fill out a form. But, you know, to understand the nuance. Not to cut you off, I did a, you know, I did a webinar the other night. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. Let you listen to it. I <laughs> the lady say, "You sound like you do." I say, "Shit." I mean, I said to myself, "Hell, man." <laughs> I mean, that's my mentor. I mean, that's where I get it from. <laughs> hey, she said, "She said the only difference is you don't curse." I said, "Well." I I don't curse a lot. I mean, you know, I don't use foul language all the time. I mean, I, when I need to, 
when I need to emphasize my damn point, I will. Man. <laughs> and, I said, and I said the reason why you might hear him cursing is because he not he not cursing towards the audience. It's them goddamn trolls that he talking about. See, y'all don't understand, Houston. I understand it. Cause I told him from day one, and he can tell you right now. I I told him from day one, man, curse me out. I understood. I understand <laughs> cursing. Out, that's all I got to do. My mama cursed me out like a dog. I understand it. <laughs> you right. Know I'm doing that? <laughs> hey man, I love it. It makes me feel more. You know. Right. So, yeah, yeah, and and that's what's good. You know, when somebody gets something, I mean, you know, that gives me so much joy when you start pointing out things, and I can see the light go off in somebody's head, and they say, "Oh, I see what you're talking about." You know, that's what it is. You know, because eventually, once you get enough of those light bulbs. You won't need me anymore. You won't need me anymore. I'm not going to be, listen, nothing lasts forever. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to be on these airways forever. I'm not going to be on YouTube forever. It's nothing lasts forever. So you got to get, what I tried to do also is I tried to be that bridge between the old school and the new school because before the advent of YouTube and all this kind of stuff, you know, I was in that world and I see the difference between the two you know it's like it's a you know it's just like rap music you know it's like you know you listen to the rappers today you know you try to tell them look you need to listen to old school rap and they're like nah, i don't like that you know whatever but i have seen the whole body of rap from its inception right. with sugar hill game watching it go through all the changes up to the day okay that's kind of like with this this stuff i watched the whole body of it and how it changed how it morphed and i know what's important for you to understand and what you to know. And in my opinion, in this, what we're doing with the old information is better than the new. That's just right. my thing. Right. The, the people yeah, who were yeah. studying before, because everybody today just want to be on YouTube, whereas in the past, everybody had to go to the law library and do real right. research. And Whereas today, everybody's on the internet just Googling shit. And even in the law yeah. school. I went to the law school I had a law professor tell me, he said, um, he said, he, he was talking about the, this Emory University. Now he's talking about Emory University students. He said, these students, mm-hmm. he said, they don't open up no books. They didn't got rid of the American jurisprudence. They didn't put the American jurisprudence and the uh, corpus jurisdictionis in storage. I said, I put it in storage. They didn't took all the books. A lot of books getting taken off the shelf because everything, because students only use the computer. All they use is the computer. But like the professor told me, he said, everything ain't on the computer. It's not. No, no. That's why you can't find a lot of information because everything ain't on the computer. You got to go crack some of the no. books open. And you crack them books open, you'll really find some stuff. I'm trying to tell you. Crack and them a, books and, open, and you'll find stuff like, damn, I can't believe all this is right here. Right. Another thing with the listening artist needs to go read, and cause I'm going to tell you, you're going to read their IRS manual, that's going to bust your eyes. You yep. go to God there first. <laughs> I and if I had a hundred thousand dollars right now, if I had a hundred thousand dollars right now for any listener caller, I, you could challenge me on that on, on the IRS manual, and I promise you, I, I'm gonna be right every time. Cause I done read it three times. You have, man. Three you know times. what? You know that IRS manual better than me. I ain't gonna lie. You be in that IRS manual. <laughs> Remember one night, one, man, one night I hit you up. I said, "You, man, go to the IRS manual." I said, you said, man, they got 
court restitution? How you seen your child support? Everything is in there. Everything is. And you know where I got that from? I got it from back in the day when we were uh, setting, when they were, they were using money orders. Because it used to be in the IRS manual, they would allow money orders. They stopped. But uh, money orders was, people was using a money order. And, um, man, it's this white lady that she had a group. She was, she was sharp. This is, I, I met, met this white lady. This white lady was sharp as hell. And uh, she told us, she said, look, and she said, just read the IRS manual. She said, I'm not going to tell you where it is. That's what she told me. I'm yep. not going to tell you where, but I'm going to tell you that's where all the answers are. And I went in there, man, I started seeing all kind of stuff. I was like, God, oh, this is it right here. And I'm going to give another yeah, clue. Kind of uh, another yeah. clue is there used to be this story in the old school about, you know, this guy, he was just tired of doing this. He was doing all these processes. He was just tired of doing it. And um, so he said, you know what? I'm going to read the all of Title 26. He said, the, he said the answer. He said the answers in Title 26. They called the IRS, and the IRS said you found it. Welcome home, and brought them over. Now there is also some documents where you can write the Secret Service and tell them to bring you over too. But it was that right there. Everything is my firm belief that the keys is in Title 26 and the IRS manual. That's where everything is right. at. The the ultimate right. key. The philosopher's stone, uh, you know, the you know the thing that all everybody's looking for, is my understanding, my sincere belief, is in the IRS manual and and the IRS code. Man, I'm, I'm That's telling you, man. I, 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 man, I am telling you, I and I said I read it every day, over and over, because I don't know if I'm miss something, or if I don't know if I over or overlook something, because I might see something new. Man, I brought this lady through this IRS man, your man one one night. I did a uh I did a screen share left consultation with him. Man, I was so quiet, man, a woman sounded like she wanted to cry. I say, man, calm down. I say, let me call you back. I'm you you are crying too much. I I, I can't understand you. Man, I woman was literally crying, you crying. Say, man. I say, it ain't gonna come from me, from a guru, from music, from whatever. Whatever, I say, I'm going to take you to the horse's mouth. I said, here, I'm going to let you read it yourself. I ain't going to read it for you. I'm going to let you read it. And you tell me what you think, man. The woman was quiet. Then, man, you can hear a rat piss on cotton. And I said, quiet. <laughs> it's in that, the Irish manual. The Irish manual will eliminate all the myths you have. If you if you thinking you can use one type of instrument or use this, it's gonna tell you in there. You know everything that you need to know is in there. Everything you gotta understand that this is all about accounting. It's, this is we live in. There is no money of exchange. We only have a money of account. The ultimate right. person that does the books is the IRS for the for the country. The IRS, right? All right? The IRS can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Your worst they can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And he's my best enemy because now, you know, I, I, I ain't going to put my recipe out there, but, <laughs> you know, I'm going to put it out there. i tell you what, if, you, if, if you're going to offset, offset this charge, set off, or compensation, whatever, I mean, you know, whatever words you want to use except that word pay, at least compensate your trustee, hint, hint, hint. 
Yeah. Might, <laughs> might, might find a little different. You know, I mean, you can't, I mean, your, your trustee got to be compensation. Trustees. <laughs> trustees have to be compensated. Thank you. Thank you. Trustees have to be compensated. I, bro, I don't know what else to. I mean, can I get all kind of quick? I mean, these tax forms. Hey, man, I hangs up. I don't even. Hey, I don't even want to talk about it. Cause I'm not no tax professional. I mean, I don't know if you're an agent. I don't know if somebody listening. I don't know nothing. Leave that alone. Hey, man, go start that yourself. Go listen to Gene Key Legacy Ten. That's why he did. You, you know? know, Gene is uh, older now. That's why he did that legacy video because he's real old. And you know, he's like he put yeah. it out there. You know what I'm saying? He just put it out there. You know, like okay, what are you gonna do to me? And then you know, he knows Gene been doing this. Gene is like he's been doing it for like 30, 40 years. You know, his re- like I like I've challenged myself. Like I want to do some stuff that Gene did. Like I plan on doing a in depth study of the prison system, like he did. Like he got pretty prison treaties. I want to write a prison treaties because, you know, I think he has like some highlights of his whole career in this. And one of them I think is that prison treaties that he wrote because he did some serious ass investigation. Like nobody, there is nobody else out there who's done the investigation, you know, like into them and what, where they're getting the money from, how everything is coming. So it's like, he shot, he set the bar high for me as far as doing research. Cause you know I'm like, damn, this dude right here be reading like a mug. You know, he's like he read every damn. You know, he reads into it, look it up. He be, and then he got a good ass memory. He memorizes the right. shit out of it. She come off the top of his head with it. You know, you run into people like that. I'm like, wow. You know, like um, J T Bay, who got that IRS. Uh, uh, he's like that. I got that IRS video on my YouTube. He was one of them kind oh, of cats yeah. that was. You know, I'd meet him and everything. He's old. He's an older man. And, uh, you know, talking to him, you think he's slow. You know, you just first meet him. You think he's slow. He get to talking, you know, and, and, then when he gets used to you, like, damn, he sound like Einstein. He be coming off the top of his head with codes and just sections and coming off the top of his head be amazing to me. And I think I'm pretty good, but I'll be listening to some of these cats. I'm like, damn, how you remember? You know, people ask me, how you remember all that? These type of right. dudes, I'll be saying that to them. How you remember? <laughs> What always what always stuck with me when you all, when you told me you say, you know, memorize whatever you read because you're gonna be in a situation where you don't have no book or you ain't gonna have no piece of paper. So you have to have that in your brain. Man, you survive to be all in so I'll be all in Walmart and everything. Somebody just called and asked me something. Man, that shit flowing my. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I, hey, I, I know I, I know I'm smart, but I know I'm smart enough to know I don't know everything. But you know, me, the, I know, you know, it's like people. You know, I try what I try to, um, you know, get in people, and because uh, some people don't think that they are smart. You know, it's really, you really, people really feel that about themselves. They don't think that they're intelligent or that they're smart. And what I try to convey to people is this. It's not that you're not intelligent. You never learned how to learn. You never learned how your brain works. Okay, it's not stop thinking that you have to be smart and start thinking I got to learn the mechanics of my mind and how the brain works. Okay, once you learn how that works, then you will begin to see that 
nobody is really greater than you or anything like that. It's just that they understand how their brain works and you don't. You don't understand that you got to read something seven times to master it or things like that. You got That's why they say that repetition is the key to learning. You got to form these brain cells. When you read something the first time, or you don't understand it because there haven't been brain cells formed in the brain that are receptive to the information. But under doing that repetitively, okay, they begin to form, and then they begin more receptive to the information, and that's where you start to gain in your understanding. All right, so once you understand the process of learning, then you begin to understand what you need to do, and you're not discouraged because you're not getting something right off the bat. You know, it's like I don't get discouraged because I don't get something. Sometimes I'll read something, and I might not come back to it for a year later. But after when I come back and read it again, the reason I get a deep understanding of it because I didn't went off and gained so much more knowledge that when I come and you know that relate to that subject. So now when I come back to it and I read it again, you know it's like I understand it on a deeper level now because my storehouse of knowledge has increased. Okay, so you got to understand yeah. that the the mind and the brain ain't no different than a muscle. You work it the same way. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. The more you don't work it, it atrophies, just like anything. Something in motion stays in motion. Something stays at rest, stays at rest. So you put it in motion and you work it and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. When you look at what y'all call, and but there are some other things to it too, like for men, your sperm has a lot to do with it. And I know y'all have heard me say this on other shows, but you have to really understand, You probably, men have probably heard that if you ejaculate too much, you can give yourself brain damage. Well, that is true. I put a book in my Facebook group. It's a uh, it's a book for all men, and in there, um, L. W. Uh, what's his name? DeLawrence. Uh, he wrote the book, and it's a very good book because it goes into how sperm is so vitally important. How it goes it goes up the spinal cord to the brain and. And also, uh, who that wrote Think and Grow Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill, he talks about it too. And what you're going to find is that the person you're calling a genius really is just a person who has retained his sperm for a long time. But you're calling him a genius. The longer you can retain your sperm, the smarter you get. Right. And it's not, it's not as easy to do, especially when your mind has been trained and on um, like pornography, um, you know, like most of us, you know, we've been indulging in a lot of base desires and things like that. So those spirits continually infect your mind because the spirit for it to continue to uh, for a spirit to live, it needs somebody to think about it. So you've heard of a succubus right. and incubus and things like that that visit you. OK, well, you keep thinking about it. You give it life. So to kill it, you kind of stop thinking about it. Okay, and it visits you at night, makes you masturbate or do whatever it is, it gives you these uh, 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 these the desires, these base desires, right? and it's affecting you and it's dragging you down, uh, makes you less manly, um, you know, you lose testosterone, you know, all of these things, you know, so you got to understand the health side, health side of things too, and understand that self-control is very important to contributing to your level of knowledge as well. That you have to exercise self-control. It's not just about, you know, you just reading something too. You know, there is a battery 
charger involved in, in it. And that battery charger is, is your sexual energy. Your sexual energy is your creative energy. And you got to learn how to preserve that and utilize it wisely. Okay. Everything in life in, 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 that you're going to achieve that's worthy of anything requires discipline. Yeah. Everything requires discipline. And another thing, too, not, not to cut you off, um, did you know, I know they got probably somebody, some other people in the queue. Uh, we was on the uh, the trust um, uh, webinar the other night, and I put in the, uh, I put in the, um, in the chat that I need to I need to talk to you about uh, the Facebook chat and the uh, the university. Uh, okay. Some stuff that did you know I'm a I, I I be catching these trolls and all that, so I I wouldn't I ain't have to. The ability to kick them out, so I just want to see, you know. I mean, we're gonna talk about that offline. Yeah, okay. I don't be understanding, cats. It's like, you know, because here's my attitude. It's like, do you see me coming over to your site bothering you? You know what I'm saying? I don't got, you know, it's like, I don't go, I don't go over your video, put nothing under your video. I don't come to your site. I don't bother you. It's like, hey, look, you know, it's like, you doing you and I'm doing me. But for some reason, I'm a magnet for all that. You know, I don't know, but. I deal with it the best but, but, I can. But, but I you know, I had it. you know, I had the ability to kick him out because I was, a, you know, I was. A, oh, okay, a I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll yeah. talk. And then, uh, okay. Check, uh, check and so what I've been doing, I finally got, I finally got my website up, so I can just. That's my business. That can generate funds. Now well, give it, give, it give, 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 I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a plug. Give, give people your website. Tell them where to go on your website. Oh, uh, is uh, is Q is is DQR? Well, well, I mean that that's I, mean, I ain't gonna give them that one because that's that's the uh, one with you know is dealing with um, you know e-commerce. You know you can buy goods, clothes, and stuff like that. But why would you? Well, why would you give it to them? Why would you give it to them? Your your businessman, well, I mean, give it to them. Okay, uh, well, you want to come to your uh, website? Uh, huh? <laughs> It's com. Hey, if, if you want to buy a toothpick on there, you can buy a toothpick. Hey, it, did you uh, did you build that website yourself? From scratch. And guess what? What I can't I can't I, I can't take all the credit. You have got something on this website and it's for sale. It's called setting up your online business, the Youth of Airway. So I recommend <laughs> everybody to buy. Yeah, I need to do another uh, another uh, webinar showing people how to put together a website, add their um, their, their uh, e-commerce in it, and everything, and just show people how you can do that yourself. Even if you have a job, if you just take an hour a day, it only takes that long, hour a day, and sit down and because uh, that's what happened to me. You know, I was had other people building stuff for me first, and you know, they were hijacking my website and all this kind of stuff. And I learned how to build a website. I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel. I was staying in a hotel. And I learned how to put together a website in a hotel. And, um, and you know, it was, it was, uh, it, and, and that's why you always hear me talk, tell people about how the brain works, because that was one test for me, because putting in the e-commerce, I didn't understand it, but I didn't give up on it. And I kept going and going and going, and man, finally just clicked. It clicked and everything right. was easy after that. You know, it clicked and everything. But me not giving up on it um, was like my, one of my biggest triumphs. I think you know in my life was learning how to do that myself. 
I put together my own website, put my own e-commerce in, and do everything myself, and I have to depend on anybody to do anything for me. You know, if I'm proud of a lot of things in my life, that's one thing I'm really proud of because it was a little bit of a challenge for me. It was a little bit of oh, a yeah, challenge. It's a challenge. It, it, it required me. It required me to stay focused and not give up because I was having a hard time. You know, it's just, it looked complex. All this stuff, you know, and I was like, I'm dealing with the bank because, you know, I have a bank account. They got a program that you attach to it and all this. And, you know, I'm doing it myself. But I just stuck with it, read, kept reading the instructions. And, man, I'm like, okay, I can set one of these up in my sleep now. Real quick, real quick, look at your email, High Frequency Radio. I sent you a link. Real quick, since the listening audience is on here, I did this for a partner of mine. Um. You know, he needed a website for his clothing line. And, uh, yeah, you I mean, put together a nice website. You did. You really did. Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, now, now this, this is the second one I did for him. It's real it's nice. They're going to say powermove.com. Yeah, power, yeah uh, powermove.com. It's P O W A move.com. P O W A move.com. Looks nice. Good graphics. And he got, got he got baby clothes, his his products, he got uh, drop shipping products on there and all that. You know. And, exactly. And and you can and everybody else you can do this too. You know, if you want if you you know, you hear us all the time saying start your own business. But one of the most the simplest, most inexpensive ways to start your own business is to get your website and learn how to drop ship. That's yeah. one of the most inexpensive ways you can do it. Um, I'm going to tell you, though, the, where the, bulk, the bulk of where you're going to put your effort in is in marketing, and but you got YouTube. Mm-hmm. Learn how to start doing it. Yeah, all y'all got on, cell phones. And on top of that, if you, they got something called Alley Dropship Plugin, uh, Alley Dropship Woo, and they got something called, uh, 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 they got another plugin called Rabbit. That 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 Alley Dropship is uh, Alley Dropship made. It it automatically once you activate that with your, your uh, all the social media, man, you don't have to do nothing. I mean, you don't have to do that thing. Advertise your website twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, all day long. You don't have to press not one. I mean, you don't have to click nothing. When I say nothing, nothing. It's gonna make all of the content for you, all of that. Well, there you go, everyone. They they made a lot of things, so there's really no excuse. You know, there's not no excuse for you not having your own business. Um, You can get your own business if that's what you really want to do. You know, just sit down and apply yourself, and you can make it happen. You can make it work for you. You know, just put down and make the effort. And the reason why I went this route so I could focus on more reading, studying, and, you know, helping others. Freedom. Exactly. If you, you, you have your own yeah. business and on the internet, it gives you freedom because you can travel. Yeah. Hell, I, I took a cruise one time and was still operating my mind. You know, I made the money back on, I took a cruise and made the money back on my cruise out in the middle of the ocean. That's right. what, you know, having an internet business will do for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's the thing like, you know, you can go anywhere in the world, your business is there. You know, all you need is a laptop. Or or maybe even a cell phone, and you know you got yeah. your business put you wherever you're going, you know. So understand yeah. that you know it frees you up, gives you free time for your family, your children, 
and your peace of mind as well, because now, you know, your destiny and your fate is in your hands and not somebody else's hands. All right. And there's a certain feeling that comes with that. And stop being a tax protester. Just because you got a nine, eight number, you don't have to pay taxes. If you create a tax event, you got to pay your taxes. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I, I really don't understand the tax protester movement. I know they kind of say something wasn't ratified and all like that. Those arguments, you know, when I, as the more I study and I, I read the case law on it, there is, you know, the only thing that we have a problem with is Federal Reserve System, all of that. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, that is a problem. However, we're out here using these Federal Reserve notes and it's somebody else's property. Okay, it's somebody that's else's it. property. Your government is really the one that's supposed to be taking care of that for you because they're the ones that created all of this mess and we are the ones that are assisting them through all of this mess. So they owe a duty to you as well. And that is the whole basis of the secure party process is what does government owe to you? What do they owe to you? Once you understand that, then you'll understand all these processes why you can do what you're doing. Cause they owe something to you too. It go, a contract goes two ways. All right, go right. two ways, all right? So they owe something to you. You know, get this thing out of your mind that you're just some subject to them and some slave and you got to do whatever they tell you to do. You know, be respectful to your fellow man. Be respectful for government, but understand also the obligations and duty uh, duty the government owes to you. And, and another thing, hey, don't be diligent, uh, uh, diligent, uh, uh, adverse part, whatever. Hey, man, you're supposed to, you're supposed to help the government with these negotiable instruments, you're supposed to help. You're them. helping them. You're that's that's the whole thing. The national debt. Just go to you know usdebtclock.org and look at that yeah. clock. And you know you want to turn back that clock. You got to understand is that we got to start setting off this debt. You know we got to start setting yeah. off this debt now, and the entire country is responsible for it. We're all engaged. You're all looked at. As merchants, whether you know it or not, because you deal with negotiable instruments every day. Every time you have some of that cash in your hand using that debit card or anything, you're being looked at as a merchant. You your right. own individual business. Your your family is your business. Start looking at it like yep. that. Okay. You you all you have a business. You just don't know it. And, and then what gets me is, um, because yesterday I got and you know, I ain't I ain't gonna call no name, but it kinda rubbed me wrong. I was, you know, a guy and a woman was talking to me, and uh, I said, well, she said, uh, how much is the consultation? I said, well, you know, I'm not like others. You know, I know the struggle. Um, you know, people don't have funds or whatever. You know, I mean, I I, I could talk to you. Come on, I mean, what you got? So he's talking, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, nah, I ain't going to talk no consultation. I mean, but that's not for everybody, but, you know, uh, I see, you know, y'all, y'all kind of, in the barn, because they had already told me they got uh, ripped over, you know, I think ripped over $20,000 or whatever. So I said, what the $20,000 was for? Oh, they were going to discharge my mortgage for $20,000. I said, pause. I said, pause. I say, think about it. If you could give somebody $20,000 to discharge your debt or whatever, and it ain't guaranteed, you don't know what type of pushback you're going to get. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, you just didn't pay your mortgage. <laughs> what the fuck? 
fuck? <laughs> why would you get somebody? I said, I said, I said, why the hell you gonna get? I know who you're talking about too. I know that individual. Hey, I, I I know exactly who you're talking about. And I know who who who, who they gave the money to. So I know the person. Can, can, can you help me? I said no. I say the reason why I'm gonna say no with all due respect because I'm not gonna put myself in that position. Because what if what if it goes south? Then you gonna sit up there and say, "Oh man, uh, you I mean you you took my money and it didn't work." No man, I'm not gonna do that to you because you gotta pay. You know, and if you here's if you put twenty thousand dollars somebody, you can pay your mortgage. And here's the thing, too. It's like once you understand what you're doing, you don't need any convincing. You just know this is what you're supposed to do. You won't need to be. Why do you think that this has been going on? For If it was all just some sort of conspiracy theory and these sovereign citizens are crazy, why do you think it's been going on for like the last 40 years? You've had very, very extremely intelligent people in this movement who've done research and everything. And it's true. It's all true. You're going to see it's all true. All they doing on the other side is hoping additional people don't wake up. They not saying this is crazy to us who already know. They saying crazy to put doubt or pushing back on people, hoping they don't wake up. You know, you don't need no other people to wake up and see the truth of what's going on. All right. That's all it is and everything. But once you get to that point, where you understand what you're doing, you ain't nobody gonna need to tell you nothing. You you know, you just gonna see it for yourself. You're gonna see what you need to and, do, and, you know. And, that, and please, ask, I mean, please ask, please ask them. Have you ever been a court? You telling me to go? You telling me to do this? Have you ever been a court to do this? Or you know, did you? Hey man, that's before you even start with this donation. And I'm not knocking nobody because everybody back is. I can't put a price on nobody's uh, time. But you have to ask them, have you ever been a court? Because they could be talking to you, going on for somebody else's process or some YouTube bullshit. Yeah, because going, going to court requires, number one, courage, and number two, the ability to think quick uh, on your feet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to have these qualities if you're going to go in court. You know, I know a lot of people that know a lot of information, but they don't have those two qualities. They don't have courage and they don't have the ability to think quick on their feet. So having the knowledge don't mean anything. That's why I ask people to go to court, because you think just having the knowledge is that that's not enough. When you go in court, there's some other things that come into play. Like when somebody says, you know, are you afraid? Okay. When somebody speaks to you, you know, are you listening intently? Do you understand when somebody's trying to get jurisdiction on you just by asking you a question? I, it may seem like an innocuous question, but what was the point of it? Things like that. There are other little things that come in. The court is a very, very difficult place to be if you're not accurately prepared with all this information. It's not, and that's why, number one, the first thing we tell people, stay out of the courts. Live your life honorably and stay out of those courts. Those courts is not, that's the hardest thing in all of this that we're doing is going into court. It's a very difficult yeah. thing to do. You know, but if you are, uh, it's not nothing I choose to do. That's like asking me, well, you should go to court. That's like asking me, you, sir. Do you like going in that cave fighting that dragon all the time? Hell, no, I don't like going in the cave fighting damn fire-breathing dragon all the time. Yeah, I might can slay the dragon. But you think I would just continuously keep going there head to head for the dragon? <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm not trying to continuously keep going in there. But if I got to no. gird up 
and put on my armor and kick ass and everything and go in there and I got to do it. That's what I got to do. But that's not nothing I want to go do is put, you know, all the time to step in there and step into the ring with the dragon. And that's what you're doing with these people. You stepping in the ring, oh, yeah. but sometimes you might have to do it. And if you got to do it, you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. Be, be, be humble. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hey, go in there, go in there smiling, man. Go in there having fun. I Because mean, it's all stage. See, I don't care if they, you know, they're going to look like it's real. Don't get me wrong. I mean, hey, because I, I, I was, hey, I'm accused of it. I mean, I was scared at first. I was scared at first because it, it, it's, a, it, it, you know, it's a frightening thing. But once that fear is gone, because fear will stop you from doing anything. I don't give a damn what it is. It's going to stop you. You know, because you know, they're going to, you know, they try to intimidate. I mean, man, last time I went, it was so funny. I mean, these people, they ain't know what to do. But the last time when I went, man, I got a pat on the back, uh, a handshake, all that. But ain't nobody gonna ain't nobody gonna be in that court with you. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna be in that courtroom with you. Ain't gonna be in there with you. Gonna be in there by yourself. And the more knowledge. Usually the fear oh, no. leave you when you start talking though. I I, I just be kind of nervous up to the point, but after I start talking, the fear it go away. When I start talking, okay. as soon as I start talking, I start engaging and doing stuff. That fear be gone. You know, it just be nervous. You know, going in the courthouse, going through, you know, the metal detector, sitting out waiting. You know, waiting for the judge to come out. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Up until that point. You're gonna be kinda of a little nervous. Once you get you get to it, they call your name and you step up to the plate and you start getting to it and everything, fear gonna go away. Cause you, everybody's gonna adjust oh, yeah. to you and you you're gonna see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? The fear leaves you. All right. But that oh, yeah. that's how it is, yeah. you know. And, and and it's you know, right now, you know, I mean, it's fun sometimes. Like last week I went up there, I was just sitting in there and a guy named uh Brady Holesclaw. Hey, say my name. Hey, man, hey, Quinn. I mean, how you doing? What you here for? I say, no, nah, I'm just coming here to see how y'all operate. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. You know, because I go in there just to look at to see what type of chess moves they're making. And I don't know why I went up there. I just feel like doing. Okay, go in there and watch, you know, a dispossessory. If you got a dispossessory on the calendar, we'll go up to the courthouse and sit through some. Uh, yeah, you probably will get lucky enough to find some people in there fighting their case. You know what I'm saying? Right. Might look up on that right. and it, it find somebody real good doing it. But you should spend some time in court to start acclimating yourself to the environment. You know, if you got some free time, just go up there and just kind of sit and just listen. You know, it's going to add to your knowledge and everything. It's going to add to your knowledge tremendously. You know, and find out some things. You know what I'm saying? These are public servants. You know, you don't have to be afraid of them. A lot of them, you know, it's a, a lot of it is misunderstanding, miscommunication, um, and lack of knowledge on you know a lot of people's parts too. That you know, I get people out they wouldn't file my paperwork. And I'm like, okay, did you put the. I ain't never had a problem filing nothing because you know why? Because I always put the proper uh, caption on it. But a lot yep. of guys won't. They'll put their own caption on there. Now they got rules of court and rules for stuff. Find out what their rules are and follow their rules. They're not really reading your document like that. If it looks the right way, and you know, and everything's right, they'll put it in there. Right, because when I filed a bill, a bill in equity, 
and I knew better. Trying to hurry up, da 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 da. Trying to hurry up and get up there. And the lady said, "Oh, it's improper. Go fix it." I put in an affidavit form, blah blah blah. Put gave it to her. Boom, took it with flying colors. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it is. You know, just learn. and I learned yeah. how to do my pleadings. Uh, you can go to the law library and get a pleadings and forms book. If you want to learn how to do pleadings, get you a pleadings and forms book. They got them at the law library. Go in there and get one and sit down and study it. You know, that's how I learned everything off the bat. I got me a pleadings and forms book, and it just taught me the proper way to put together my, my draftings and everything. And, once you, and, and they have one for your state. They have a federal one, and they have a state one. And you get your state one, and, and you, you see how to do it. And then on top of what he's saying, I'm gonna add on to it. If you want to go to West West Legal Farms, they got a digital library, or you can get the books for 160. They send you a book, and you have digital library. You have a digital library for a whole year. So, I mean, they got how many ways you can access to that? You know, uh, West Legal Farms. I got, mm, I think I got 48 books. And I got the one with it says with the negotiable instruments. It tells you exactly how to create your negotiable instruments, your letter, credit, uh residential yeah, I put um a, I put a I just put a copy of West Farm Westlaw Farms on uh my Facebook group and I put all that right. in there. But you know, show the quite picture of the promissory note, I, you know, how your instruments go together and everything, you know. That's what you do. You study it to study this stuff. There's examples of everything for you out there. You know, nobody's well, hiding I, anything take, from you. Nobody's hiding anything take, from you. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a picture of all my books and I'm gonna load it up on on the on the uh, on on the group uh, uh, on Facebook and I'm gonna show you all the books. Now, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring the horse to the trough. We can't make y'all drink, man. <laughs> you know, the, the, I, I don't know what else to say, man. <laughs> sooner or later, later, man, I'm saying I'm going off the radar. I, I hate, I hate them. I, I, I love to help people, and I love people and, 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 and teach. But I never thought I'd be in this position. Never thought. And I, you think I did? You know, I never thought I'd be on the air. I wasn't no radio host and that. I never thought I'd be on the air making YouTube and that. I have no type of images of like that in my mind when I first started doing this. I was the farthest right. thing away from my mind. I wasn't even thinking about helping people. You know, I got into helping people. It was my friend. You know, he just say, he say, man, you know this, man. I got some people. And my first introduction into helping people was helping some people, a group of investors through foreclosures. And um, it right. just, you know, it's around that time Tim Turner was out. And I, I was just like, what? I was like, what? Y'all want to know how to do what? I said, yeah, that's easy. You know, it was just a thing. I wasn't thinking about it, you know, I, because I was just into learning it. Because I was in a situation I need to help myself. So, and that's where you see a lot of gurus. A lot of gurus, they tell their stories. You'll notice that they were involved in something they needed to help themselves first. And that's where they right. get their expertise from is because they were so diligent because they had some sort of matter that they needed to resolve for themselves. And, that, and, they, and they were left with no choice but to learn the information. It was either fly or die. And so, you know, that's how they got good, you know. So it's a, they, they didn't have any thoughts of coming out, selling information and try to do anything like that. That wasn't on anybody's mind. I wasn't damn sure wasn't on my mind. I was, that was the first thing from my mind. You know, I was like, I'm not learning. You know, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that world existed. It was just learning everything I needed to learn 
to help myself. And, you know, you got to understand that that's what you're doing. If you're in a situation, you got to devote the time to yourself like that. But, hey, man, look, I got to get on. Let me take a couple more calls. Time's running low. low. <laughs> And, and, and you said, uh, after the call, I want to call you real quick so we can discuss uh, that. Because, I mean, okay. kinda, it, it kind of shook. Uh, rubbed me a little wrong. I, know, I, I think you might have missed it. Because I, I know you would have deleted that. So I want to talk to you about that because that, that shouldn't even be on there. Okay. All right, bro. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Let me go back to the phone lines real quick. 252-9442. Your line's open. Yeah, hey, hey, Yusuf, what's going on, man? Hey, what's happening, bro? What's going Hello? on? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're not... yeah. Oh, oh, no, I want to tell, I want to tell you, uh, I'm CC from the a uh, webinar, the uh, YouTube. <laughs> okay. Now, now I was just doing to say that, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't have to ask the question, whatever, but I don't want to get in that troll status or whatever you be putting these people in because that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying. To, I'm glad you. I'm glad I got the opportunity to say that, and I understand you got to check profiles and and you want, you know, you. But that ain't me by no means. But but uh, okay, I just don't right. want you to I, see the profile. I got you, brother. And, and I try to give everybody benefit of a doubt. You know what I'm saying? But you, y'all got to understand what I deal with on this side because it's like. I got yeah. this profile. People try to come in there and, you know, everything. I'm like, look, man, it's like, look, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep a certain, you know, I'm trying to keep the right. change of information in there positive and everybody going like right now is going people positive information. They exchange, they're trying to learn. They're trying to help, help each other and things like that. That's what I want. I want that kind of environment. I want to foster that kind of environment. And I'm not going to allow anybody to come in and try to change that. Right, right, and uh, yeah. So, but the other two calls before the last two calls, it, it was it was good because it worked out. Because my 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 question was related to that process or whatever the lady was talking about. But um, but you answered it. But the I, but I'm gonna just tell you how it came about because I know you got a lot of calls and I don't want to be on long the way. But no, go ahead, go it, ahead. I, it came about because I had written to them. To uh, like I was reading up on something in the book, and I had written out to like the and was requesting more information about uh, 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 paper bonds and stuff like that. So they responded back to me, and they was pretty much telling me to okay, send here's where you send it to. I mean, send it in, you know, asking like if I'm trying to redeem a bond. So they gave me like a account number and that. So I'm like. Then I got nervous, so I called the lady back. I said, no, no, she asked me to fill out uh, W-9 to verify my social whatever and asked me where to send the re- – it was two places that they wanted to send the redemption check to. So I did that and sent it back. And then I called her, like, after I saw that they made it there, and she was like, well, you never sent the paper uh, bond in. So then I was like – I was confused. But what, that, what led to the call was – I was trying to say in that text was like, well, when was on the webinar, whatever, it's like, I don't know if I'm in the right place with that lady. You see what I'm saying? And then I told her, I said, well, I'm trying to send in a bird bomb. She was like, well, I never heard of that. And then I was like, I don't know. But that's how it all, the question that I tried Usually, to say came about. To somebody on, if you're talking to somebody on the phone nine times out of ten, they're an employee and they don't know much. I, you know, it's like they, don't, they got need to know information. You know, if I was running a business, would you tell your employees everything? 
Hell no. You know what I'm saying? I need you over here to process. I need you to do exactly what your job outline tells you to do. Okay. You know, if you want to get to some deep knowledge, the higher you go up, the more people know. All right. So, yeah, I don't know exactly the details of what you're talking about, but if it's related to a bond, I know we, I do got to understand, I got a sense of where you're coming from. Does this lady really understand what it is you're attempting to do? Okay. And if she doesn't understand what you're attempting to do, is if somebody misunderstands you, that's only because you did not make yourself clear. You know, make yourself clear. You know, what bugged me out was is that, um, the, the paper she sent me back, they, they gave me like it was like it was like a customer number. Like they made it seem like, oh, you got an account here already, and this is where you need to send it to. And it was uh, and then it was you know what I'm saying it was dealing with one of the reserves too banks. And uh, so then I I had called somebody because I couldn't get the answer from you. And this <laughs> this one scared me half the, half to death. Right, so she was like, "Well, you don't want to." So I, she was like, "You need to just call the lady back to make sure if she's if you send this in, she is going to receive it." So when I called her back, she was like, "I, I was like, this is my birth bond, right?" I said, "I got this authenticated birth bond." She was like, "I don't know what that is. I don't know." She was just running one on me. But what I was trying to do was send it in and have it to deposit in this this account that they gave me. And uh, but I never did it because I was like, okay, if I'm not clear, and I don't want to be sending nothing to the wrong people, and then be, you know what I mean? Well, you're and just, I just you're said I had a bird. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what they do with the bond, so I, I can't, I can't answer that question. You know, I, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Perhaps we can talk offline, and you know, you show me something or something, and I can probably give you my advice on what it is, okay. or whatever. I got kind of got a sense of what you're talking about, but. You know, it's like nine times out of ten, though, if, if there's a misunderstanding, it's only because you haven't made yourself clear. All right, that Ooh, I know. You know I've, I've had experiences with people, you know, dealing with. Now, I'm, I've had even more experiences, though, where um, I get phone calls from the bank and they do know what I'm doing. Okay. They know it's people out there that understand all of this. Don't sleep. They know what's going on. All right. But they're going to always test you. They're going to ask you a question. About something and you know try to see what you know And then when they when they start seeing That you don't know then they start treating you differently They start treating yeah. you differently When you really don't know All right, That's the thing about it is you know The people who really know have, Carry themselves and communicate In a certain way And the people who don't yeah. know don't You know that's the thing about it you know what I'm saying So that that's what it and, is they test you And see if you're one of those people And then it don't take them long to make the Determination that you're not you know, is okay. There's not one. It's somebody trying to figure yeah. some shit out. You know, and, <laughs> you that's know? What, and, and, and you're right, and that's what it was. But yeah, if you you got my number, so if you if you get some time, just reach out to it. But that's what it was, cause I felt like I didn't know how to articulate what the hell. You see what I'm saying? But right. I wrote. But they responded back. I wrote. I used the. I I wrote from what I read. I was reading the law book, and I saw this. Ad, the, the damn address was in the book. So I said, shit, I'm going to just write them. And I wrote them, and she, they responded. But when it was come time, to, you know what I mean, to do that part, I was like, I was jammed up because I didn't know what to put with the paperwork to say. I didn't have the instructions to say this is what I'm trying to have done. Oh, okay. And that's what I, I got mean. you. Yeah. 
I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay, I think I know you're coming from. Okay, we'll we'll chat. We'll chat. Hit me on uh, hit me oh. on my email though too. Let me know. High frequency blog talk at gmail.com. Hit me there. All right, High frequency blog talk at gmail.com. All right, bro. All right, peace. All right. All right, y'all. Listen, I got I think I got time for one more call. Let me go to 205. 205 area code. Hold on, what is that? Eight, yeah, two hundred five area code eight five six two. Mic's open. Two hundred five area code two zero five. All right, two. Let me go two five four twenty nine ninety one. What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm doing all right, bro. What's going on? Hey man, I I did have a question, but it was already answered by the uh, by the last two callers. Man, that 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 bill together was pretty great. So my question was already answered, and I'm just going to listen in, and uh, I'll shoot you an email too. But I don't think it's necessary. I think I'm at the point where I'm pretty grounded in what I'm doing and kind of know the process. But okay, I all right, brother. You. All right, you're welcome, bro. Right. You're welcome. All right, all right y'all. All right, that's it for me today, y'all. I'm going to catch y'all tomorrow, okay? I got to get off. I got to get to some offline business. I want to thank everybody. I will be a webinar tonight. All you do is just uh, log in to your uh, SBC University. There's a button right there. Push it. Register. Log in. You know, you just got automatic access right there on your dashboard or whatever level you're on. It's on the silver, gold, and platinum levels all right you just log in right there we're gonna have a webinar tonight 9 p.m tonight eastern standard time okay for all the members okay all right and it'll be at nine o'clock and with that i want to thank everyone for tuning in you know i appreciate all the support hopefully y'all got something from this show today and i will see y'all on tomorrow peace to all the gods and y'all have a wonderful day Check it, man. Give you some of this, man. Just hold her in due course. Give you a little bit of the meaning real quick. Check it. Yeah. Hold her in due course. In commercial law, a holder of an instrument took it for value and good faith. And without notice of any claim or defense against it, and who can enforce an instrument free from all claims and personal defense? This is what you do if you live in New York. DBA 130 holder in due course. In the temple, make a prayer with my shoes off. Rule 17, I'm a holder in due course. This is what you do if you live in New York. DBA 130 holder in due course. In the temple, making prayer with my shoes off. Rule 17, I'm a holder in due course. Once upon a time, I was issued a fine. Thinking in my mind, I wasn't focused on time. The cop gave me a ticket and told me to go to court. I was in my thoughts just saying it was a fraud. Authenticated my life birth certificate and claim. That I'm the only one that can write a check off the name. Common law copyrighted my DBA. In his back by a bar called the GSA. All this property I got, they try to scheme on it.
But tell the sheriff that I put a lean on it The hating on this land with the trees on it I erected the trust and I put the deed on it I wanna live in peace but I can use force It's cut so living when you in New York The agent on the stand, one we in the court But he's not really the holder in due course This is what you do if you living in New York DBA 130 holder in due course in the temple, make a prayer with my shoes off. Rule 17, I'm gonna hold you in due course. This is what you do if you living in New York. DBA 130, hold her in due course. In the temple, make a prayer with my shoes off. Rule 17, I'm gonna hold her in due course. Got a mortgage loan, I discharge it. Without following the chapter 11, I'm trying to make connections and pass the message to my people. Cause the mortgage over five years, man, is illegal. It's a crown in the fee simple estate Rule 17, I'm coming in as the G Open the books up when they dusty Got a 3% interest for my trustees Held a meeting with the chance law Got a 9-8 for my son, the grantor Pushing all this paperwork, my hands sore I don't make a contract with a landlord Business on the private side, I'm foreign I don't go to court and entertain the argument I'm above the hypocrites and jargon Now the prosecutor trying to make a bargain Hoping I don't call upon the cavalry Cause we can go to the ocean and deal with amity While I'm making prayer with my shoes off Endorsing all these instruments to hold her in due course This is what you do if you living in New York DBA 130 hold her in due course in the temple, make a prayer with my shoes off. Rule 17, I'm gonna hold her in due course. This is what you do if you living in New York. DBA 130, hold her in due course. In the temple, make a prayer with my shoes off. Rule 17, I'm gonna hold her in due course.